good morning to you. Welcome in. We're coming to you live from Wildlands here at the heart of my call. If you want to pop in and say hello to us this morning, we'd love to do so. And today's programme will be done by Anne Dunn, Ian Burke and Nisha Matthew. They have a lovely story to tell us. And we'll be looking at education here in my Cullen. We'll be looking at history and arts and Walter McDonough and Hazel Morrison join us there. We'll also be looking at some of the issues and problems, greenways, bypass, and indeed uh, those that are helping those less well off in the community as well. We're looking at sport on today's programme, the Irish language. Uh, we have the uh, City Tribune headlines and more between now and 12 midday. Comment lines are open on 086 38 It's a Friday. A very good morning to you. Very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. That number again is 086 We also have a giveaway in association with Aran Island Ferries. We give you a chance to win and head there. Uh, we are coming to you from Wylands on our Community Matters programmes as we make our way around the city and the county. And I'm joined in the studio by Anne Dunn, Ian Burke and Nisha Matthew. And Anne Burke is... Uh, Anne Burke, says I. Did I say that Anne Dunn? <laughs> <laughs> Pull straight into that there. Anne Dunn uh, of White Gables uh, fame. Is, is it true you're 32 years in the village? Yeah. Yes, good morning, Keith. All 32 years all the way. All yes. the way from Kerry to my colleague. Yes, absolutely. And the changes we've had. We were just saying and talking off, off here there how well the village is looking when you come into it. Uh, but in 32 years, you've seen significant changes, as has Kevin. Absolutely. I mean, when you think back to when we started, people said, are you mad? But you know what? Everybody has to be a little bit mad to do something. But it's just great to have been part of the journey. And it's amazing and wonderful to drive into the village now and to see the growth and to see the whole change and the whole positivity. I'm so excited about it all, really. But you, at the very beginning, you drove this from the minute you arrived in the village. That's why I call you Mrs. McCullen. But from the minute you came into the village, you started driving the village. Do you think? Well, thank you. Um, yeah, you we did, lots yeah. of, we had great community and still have, but at the very start, it was very much the small centre of the village. We had the kinds across the road and the Leonards and all great memories and the O'Connors in, in the pharmacy. So we started that way and then it just grew, but grew beautifully, I think, and st- with still a great sense of community. Organically, it grew. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the new word, the new buzzword. The new buzzword, is. organically. And then COVID came <laughs> and yourself and Kevin and the crew, you pivoted, so you did. Completely, and had to change things up. And again, it great, gave us great opportunities and it's still giving us great opportunities. And as I say, it's all a great growth process and it's lovely to be part of, of the village that is actually just growing, growing so well. There's some great characters in the village. Mm-hmm. You've lost some great characters, mm-hmm. some great characters. Mm-hmm. The bypass is going to make a difference and you made the point earlier on to Ian uh, that the way the road is now currently, it's opened up the lake, Ballycourt Lake. Oh God, lake. it's beautiful. It I, think, I think the whole village, I think we look very fancy actually. <laughs> very sort of fancy and posh and great and it's really, really good. It lifts the whole place. As Paul Fowler from Fowler's once told me, a rising tide lifts all boats so we'll all rise together. Yeah, but it is beautiful. It I is mean, beautiful, It is beautiful. stunning. Is it going to make a difference to the trade for the traders in, t- in the village? Initially it will. It will initially. As in a loss or, or Well, it, I suppose it'll be a bit of a challenge at the start. It will be a loss because people won't be passing through and we will lose a lot of our passing trade. But we're established enough and it's up to us to establish ourselves more just to let people know that we're here. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about it now. 20 years ago, I would have been worried. Now I'm not. Yeah. No. Well, it should be, make a difference. Absolutely. And as coming on at a pace, I must say, to be commended mm. for 
the work that yeah, they're doing here. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Are we ready? But we'll be ready, you know? You will be we'll ready. We'll be ready, yeah. of course we will. And again, there's been new houses coming into yeah. the village that yeah. brings a whole new tranche of people. There's yeah. new apartments coming yeah. in, further housing coming in, another supermarket coming in. Yeah. A huge investment by yeah. Kavnas. It's great. It's, it's amazing. It really is. You know, it's lovely when, in, when working in the shop and young couples come in and say, oh, we've just moved to the village and it's great. So you're very welcome and you know we're here and it's, it's, um, it's lovely to see it. But that's yeah. a genuine welcome that you give oh, them. Oh, gotcha. Isn't it great? It is, yeah. Will you stay with me? Because I want to go to uh, Nisha Matthew. Nisha, you came here in uh, 2016. Yeah, we came down in 2016, oh, right? Well, you're a little bit in there, um, yeah. yeah. and um, the village is really good, actually. Even before, we used to visit um, go in Moikulan because my brother-in-law used to live in here. So we know the, the life of village living. And then uh, we were living in Dublin, so we can make the difference uh, between uh, the city life and the village life and it's so a great place to live with the kids and um, very nice place with the family and yeah. There's a lot of your community living here that work locally. You work yes. in the hospital so you do. Yeah there is loads now. Uh, when we moved in there was only few uh, Indians we can count uh, but now there is m- maybe around 30-40 families. Uh, there's some of them working in the, um, the nursing homes and uh, some of them working in the Galway University Hospital, Merlin Park hospitals. So it's a nice place from the uh, from my colleagues. The feedback is really very uh, good. Actually, they like the place is really good. And, and this is the new the new community coming in. Yeah. Absolutely, it's great. It really yeah. is, you know. And which it's, is important. It's very important. I mean, and to look after, you know, we, we actually. Um, you, you guys come and get lots of cakes from us. We love sweet <laughs> things. They're always ordering cakes. Yes, the sweeter yeah, the yeah. better, I tell you. And the names are amazing, of course. When we have I to know, write the names on the, the cakes, names. it's like, my God. Yeah, yeah. But it's great. Yeah. yeah, it is. But I know your colleague, Namisha, I think she's working in the hospital, which you know as well. Yeah, A very talented young lady. Yeah. Uh, all very young. Um, yeah. And, and all, I mean, a lot of in the nursing um the nursing industry, industry. Yeah, 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 there is, yeah, so many, many from uh, mostly everybody from nursing industry and healthcare uh, working uh, related, actually, yeah. So, a very large Indian community yeah, here, it's then. a big, large Indian, it's growing now, actually, comparing from the time when we came in and now the uh, in 2023, it's the, the number is really big, actually. Is it? Yeah. And then there's young family and young children, they're going to school. Yeah, yeah. And they're least, part of it. Yes. And yeah. they're in the GAA. Yeah, they are. They are part yeah. of the uh, GAA and sports. And my kids, they are going for the kickboxing. And then my um, elder two girls and my brother-in-law's uh, two girls going for kickboxing. They are really good in that few years now. Yeah. Well, be careful, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing. Are, yeah. the, are the kids around? Are they? Because we could do with keeping him quiet for a little while uh, later on. But yeah. you see, that's into the community, though, again. Yes, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Really? And you work in the intensive care unit? No, I'm working in theatre, actually. Theatre? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought you were in intensive care. I said, I hope I don't meet you professionally. But <laughs> intensive yeah. care. And yeah, well done to you, though, in the theatre. Yeah. And you're enjoying it? Oh, I am, really, yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, it's a really nice place to work, and um, it's really, uh, yeah, I like it, actually. It's for many years I am doing that so okay um, we have to go to a comedian <laughs> I'd yeah. love the two girls to yeah you. I know um, I met this young man Ian Burke and uh, I would have gone to school with his uncle I'd know his father who's a great horseman and I would know his two aunts as well how in the name of God did you get into comedy Ian Burke um, honestly I have no idea <laughs> it's just well, if you can't I... tell me I can't tell you how did it happen <laughs> it was something I'd always wanted to do for years and I 
thing is like it's terrifying to get into so for about four and a half years I was writing comedy telling myself I'm going to try it do an open mic and for four and a half years I'd get scared and wouldn't do it and eventually just got to the point where I was like just do it what have you got to lose (laughs) and you started in 2019 did 2019 um, it's really rough when you begin so like the first six months are awful like you're maybe getting one gig a month trying to work your way up and then by the second half of 2019 things really started swinging and by the start of 2020 things were going amazing and then it all stopped and what did you do during covid at first it was like you, you know moving to online trying to do online gigs but that's that not easy that's torture soul destroying <laughs> soul destroying i think for the first month or two i did them and after that i went you know what i don't care how long it is i'm gonna wait because if I keep doing these, I'm going to give up stand-up because, honestly, God, you know, it's hard enough to do it on a stage, but when you're just doing it in your room on a mic and you can't even, like, you know, there's a delay between the audience and... Yeah. Nah, it was yeah. just not worth it. I was ta- I forget what comedian I was talking to and he was doing it from his uh, his box room and his girlfriend was in bed next door snoring and he just said, hang on a second, this is not what I want to be doing at one o'clock in the morning. But it's, it's, it's just, it was, yeah. And is it good to you now? Yeah, no, it kind of. I felt like when I, when COVID ended, it felt like I was starting from scratch again. But you know, over the last year, I've kind of worked it up a lot. You know, I got to do all together now, Electric Picnic, you know, Galway Comedy Festival, a lot of big festivals in there. So it's kind of really got to a point now. Okay, so this is the father in me, the parent in me. Are you making money? Um, I would say I'm not making a loss at this point. Okay, uh, you know, oftentimes you know, like I'll get paid, but you know, sometimes you're just breaking even. Sometimes yeah. the bigger gigs, you'll you'll get money, but you know, I still have to work while do that on the side until I get to the point. And what are you working at? I work in Harvey Norman. Oh, good on you. <laughs> a, good, a, good, a good employer, yeah. Oh, they're lovely. Like, But it's, it's tough trying to do both. You know, you'll work half nine to six and then hop in your car and drive to Cork, do a set, and then hop in the car and drive home and be at work the next day for half nine again. So Yeah, that's, that's tough going, yeah. Yeah. But you're young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, if your father is younger than me, you, if I do the biological test here, I'm, I'm afraid you're, you're uh, quite a young man, so you're... And just the investment in wildlands here. Now, we're sitting in... Actually, I'm at home here, sir, so, because we're in the creche area. Uh, what is it called? It's got a, so Ambalia Bjog. Ambalia Bjog, yeah. <laughs> but it's for children. Cute. Isn't it beautiful, yeah, it is, though? Yeah, it's very, very cute. Isn't it? Cute. But the whole complex, I mean, the whole thing is such an, an amazing addition to my Cullen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And again, it's at a very, very high level. And this is where I think um, the village is at. It's, it's, at, it's very smart and it, it, everything is very, very well looked after. Mm. And it's important that we continue that, that we keep our level high so that we're a, a really cool place to visit. But the quality here, did you see, yeah. Ian, or, or yeah. did, did you see the, the um, log cabins out yeah, here? Stunning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, stunning. yeah, stunning. Yeah, stunning. Yeah, I think you have to spend a weekend in one of them, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're absolutely stunning niches out there. Yeah. They're, and they're finished. And, and the beauty of them is they're not pre-built. No, they're built yeah. by local carpenters yeah. here in my colour. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really good, and as I say, it's a, it's a marvelous addition. Really, um, it, it just brings more people. Yeah. But well, we're sitting in a, in the middle of a street with the guard the station here. We've got the yeah. corner shop here uh, and, with the post office here. And inside in the guard the station, just be careful, Ian. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a guard the uniform and hats. Can we get him a hat there? Can we try it on? And the guard the uniform hats the whole lot in there, and 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 there's even a cell. 
If you, be, if you misbehave, yeah. there you go. Ah, look at that. I don't know. Isn't it, hasn't he made? Oh, yeah. Oh, you'd, you'd pass, actually. Very well. You know what's so funny? It's like my 22-year-old brother has just passed the uh, Gar the Physical. Oh, that's <laughs> and that's making me feel so incredibly... <laughs> well, we have an imposter here. His first job is to start out the imposter who's heading to Harvey Norman. Should be there by half past nine. Uh, well done to uh, well done to you. It's, it looks, doesn't it look well on him now? Maybe I'll be part of your new gig, actually. Do you make money being a guard or <laughs> you ask your brother? <laughs> Listen, we're going to leave it at that. And thanks for joining us. Right. This welcome. is huge investment. It is uh, here in um, uh, my calling. Ian Burke, we wish you well. Come in again another morning. Talk to this young fella here. Nisha, great to have you in your community and uh, thank you for all the work that you've done. I've worked thank closely you. with them down over the last eight years. Uh, so well done to you and the community as well. So that's Anne Dunn, Ian Burke and Nisha Matthew. Let's take a short commercial break live from Wylands and we're back with Emer Davitt, Julianne De Bruyne and, and some children <laughs> from school. We're, uh, see, ye comedians don't know when to clap. Really. <laughs> I was on it though. <laughs> take a short break. We're back just after these. Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning I Irish Rangers in store and online at tesco.ie. Now, a very good morning. It's a beautiful morning here in my Cullen, so it is, and we're joined by some um, wrong as six children from Skull Wurra, Skull Yabalia Nua, uh, Skull Coleman in uh, Turini, and Skull Vrija in Tullycain. Which one of you is from Turini? You, you're near to me. I'll have to find out. The, the genetics of you, so will in a moment. And we're also joined by Emer Davitt, who joins me, and Julianne De Bruyne, who's put a lot of work into this programme as well. Uh, Julianne, good morning to you. How are you today? Good morning, and I'd also like to welcome Skullwera, which I'm representing oh, as well. We have, we're the biggest school in the village. We have three I? times the amount of children, and we have two girls, lovely girls, representing Skullwera. Forgive me. As well, that's all right. We're going to go to them straight away. You you wouldn't want to fall, would you? I'd fall out with Julianne, <laughs> would you? Emer Davitt, morning to you. How are you? Good morning, how are you? I'm good. I'm going to pull you in a little bit there, but I'm I'm going to just uh, talk to you uh, first off about, um, uh, there is no secondary school here, is there, in um, my God? There isn't, actually. What are we talking about? No, there isn't. And my children attend School of Alianu, so our children have to go to into Clash and or over to Spiddle. Um, and the rest of the students all go into school. So we have over 600 students leaving the village every morning on buses. And it's really unfortunate. We really need to have our own secondary school that's, you know, for the context that we are, that we, we may maybe even a shrug Gaelge that you could have some of the some of the classes through Gaelge and then the rest of the classes through English. It's really miss. That's the main thing that's missing in our village. At but the I moment. thought there was a plan to bring a secondary school when Sean Kine was um, chief whip. I thought there was. So Sean Kine went to uh, the Doyle last year or the previous year and asked this question to the Minister of Education and and we're, we were told at the time that because there are um, places in Spittle and in Inver that that's that in in Ravon, that's our catchment area but as we know most of the students within my Cullen don't attend a Gwaltoch school don't get their formal education a primary education through Irish and so they all attend English speaking schools they go to um, Ochtrard or into town and so for those students there is nothing within the catchment area at all for them and for our students we could have students from from all across my Cullen we have two buses now one coming from Ochtrard and one coming from the whole catchment area from up to, from Lockwell all the way down to Tullycoyne collecting students bringing them to Ballyanoo and they all either have to go to Spiddle or into town and it's very unfortunate but I know and Donald give out to me for mentioning traffic but I mean this morning traffic coming out because of the road works and once the bypass is open it'll be fine but that's a tremendous amount of um, students leaving 
the environs of the village and if you take even the environmental impact on that if there's a school here and they opted even half of them to come here sure would that not save an awful lot of money on petrol and buses and cars and Absolutely, in our pocket. I know that the buses were free this year, but they won't be free next no. year, and that'll be five to six hundred euro out of my pocket. Uh, per child? Uh, per, no, for the three children to get on the bus in the, in the morning. But if you come down here at quarter to eight in the morning, twenty to eight, the the village is packed with cars dropping kids to buses, c- kids standing out in the rain because we don't even have a bus shelter for them, and um, they're wet before they even get on the bus, and then they have to sit in the bus for a half an hour, forty minutes sometimes even longer depending on the traffic and it's really not adequate for our for our teenagers at the moment but you see the department of education um, are using algorithms so they're saying there's spaces in Uchtarard there's spaces in uh, on Spit Jail well there's no spaces in Uchtarard anymore there isn't in St Paul's no, no that's, no, that's, that's now a list so yeah. now there's so they're saying uh, on Spit Jail which is a fine school and mm-hmm. Trina is a fine principal out there and and that but you need a school in the village absolutely yes so take away the algorithms department of education and produce a school yeah, and even just for for our own for our own cultural mix and for the students, the, the kids themselves to, to to know each other and you know f- as we grow up, like we're going to see, I think with the the, the huge increase of housing, we're going to ha- see a lot more social issues coming into the village because we don't have adequate facilities, we don't have a basketball court, we don't have anything for teenagers. It, from, from June onwards, they'll just be hanging around the corners because there isn't a cafe for them, there isn't a, a, a youth club for them, there isn't anywhere for them to go. And it's, it's really unfortunate that our county councillors aren't doing more to push this and to try and get, one, a school and, and two, more facilities for our teenagers, our young teacher, teenagers in particular. But, 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 Emer, it's a very valid point that you're making that has to be listened to. Yeah. I really hope so. There's no point in people not listening to it uh, from there. Julianne, um, I know you're in the education sphere as well, Skullvura. Biggest school, we have to say that again, (laughs) as soon as I forgot you earlier on. Uh, But you've been embedded in the community. You grew up in the community. I did, and I went to Skullvura myself, and um, then I migrated to Baileachaclia, to Dublin, to college, and I taught there for a while, and then I came back. I was fortunate to get a job in Skullvura. I've been uh, teaching in Skullvura since 2001, and I was fortunate to work between the four schools as um, a learning support teacher for for two years and then I went back into the classroom and now I'm back as a learning support teacher but I do see such a change in the community and all for the best but again we're struggling with facilities we're waiting for our new school building school where and um, hopefully that'll come about it's actually going to be on the same site we're in currently pray tell how are you going to run Um, a school it's, uh, it'll Even be a Emer lot of juggling. Yeah, one, it'll oh, be yeah. a lot of juggling, but um, I believe we'll just have to put the best face forward and do it. Um, we've had, uh, um, you know, we've temporary accommodation at the moment, and we're going to utilise that. And we also have, um, we also have a, our, our own school build, so they'll work around us, and will we just they? have. Oh, they will. Yeah. They'll have to. So well, why, why don't you just knock kind of Michael's house there in the car park and build <laughs> a temporary <laughs> there? Yeah, yeah. But if we knock the that, house and that, and just that could be a whole. That could be a whole different. Uh, <laughs> the whole different uh, radio show on that, but um, and we could we could go seven stories up, but just temporary yeah. accommodation. I'm yeah. sure he can move into the yeah. bishop's palace, <laughs> so he can with Bishop Brendan Kelly. The two yeah, of them, yeah, we have we have a lot of good um, projects on um, currently in the school, looking at sustainability. And one that we're working on is Carbio, and uh, through this this actually coming together with other teachers here today, we're going to utilise this networking day to um, work together as a community to um, pr- um, show 
showed the great profile that we have in the community and, and living on the edge of Carup, the Carup. Mm. And we also are involved um, in the St. Patrick's Day Parade next week is on. It's starting at 2pm and we're welcoming Don't everybody. Don't be looking at him. <laughs> welcoming everybody in the community to come to that. It's a great alternative to the big parade in Galway City. Mm. And we're working on, um, on Bradham Fassa, which is the Salmon of Knowledge at the moment. And we're try- we'll have our own schools of children there, pardon the pun, yeah. are, are, and um, it's a great community effort because we've been, we've really been um, finding it difficult to get back to n- the new norm after, you know, the pandemic wow. and whatnot, and it's great to actually have the chance to work in, uh, as a community again in the community. Stay with me if you don't mind. I want to go to uh, John, who's with um, some young people, five young people indeed, and uh, they are from Skull Wirras, they're from Skull Balianua, Skull Coleman, uh, Turini, Skull Regia, and... Um, John, who have you got with you, do you know, today? I'm going to start off with Skull Worry here. I'm looking at the uniforms. I'm joined by Ella first. Ella, how are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you? Very good. You might just talk to us about Skull Wurra and only say good things now because Mrs. De Bruyne is looking at us here. What's your favourite thing about Skull Wurra? Well, I like how the teachers are very nice and kind. They're very outgoing and they made us who we are today. And in terms of uh, the facilities and stuff like that in Skull Wurra, what's your, your favourite thing about, I suppose, going to school here in, in Moycullen village, the heart of Moycullen? Well, I just really like our school in general because everybody's just so nice and sometimes it's actually fun to learn new things because they don't make it very boring. Absolutely. I'm also joined from the school by Lauren. Lauren, you look familiar. I think I, I was talking to you before when I was, uh, it was the build-up for the uh, semi-finals there in Moycullen, weren't it? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to us about um, your favourite thing. I think you were very, um, you had a lot of links to the, the Moycullen team, hadn't you? Yeah. Um, my granddad and yeah. <laughs> Very good, yeah. Uh, talk to us though about school. What's your favourite thing about it? Um, well, I really like the PE hall because it's big enough and we get to have like lots of PE and yeah, it's really fun. And to long Gale gone freshen. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, now we'll move on here. We're joined by Amber. Amber, tell us what school you're from. Uh, Torini. And you have uh, something written out here for us, do you? Uh, yeah. Um, we have a really strong sense of community in School Coleman Torini. Everyone looks out for one another and because we are a smaller school, we know each other really well and some of us have even been together since we were really small, as Torini Montessori is attached to our school. We are very lucky because we get to mix with all the other classes every day. Great. And this man here thinks he, he might know someone. Does, does anyone know Keith from, from your family? Uh, no. <laughs> You're out of luck there, Keith. It's okay, yeah. I'm not going, I'm not going for election this year. <laughs> <laughs> We're joined now by Grace. Grace, what school are you from? I'm from Tullycoyne National School. And tell us about Tullycoyne. It's a lovely school. I think it might be the smallest, actually. It's very, we're very small. We only have 70 students, but I love how small it is because everyone knows each other. Everyone's so welcoming and kind to each other, and it's a great sense of community in the school. Mm. And there must be a great sense of, um, I suppose, bonds and, and camaraderie there as well. Yes, definitely. Like, I have so many great friends that I can just talk to about anything. And what's your favourite memory from Tully Kynes School so far? I think, honestly, all of my eight years there have been amazing. But sixth class, I feel like, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, school's so boring. But I've really learned to appreciate it really this year because I've just, it's my last year and I really want to enjoy it. And it's just such an amazing school. I just love it. Great. We're also joined by Maya here. Maya, you might just talk to us uh, about your school. Um, my school is an all-Irish school called Skull Bolanua. 
Um, it's very small. We've only around 80 students, so everyone knows everyone, and it's very welcoming. August ta sour gael gagat. Ta yeah. Inish tum piece biog fui in school. Um, ta she um hui mo yado August mo wam August mo uh draher unchin August ta um ta she on like uh uh ta she on shan um August ta alon dini um a be a relatives unchin um ta she digal unchin arisht. Agus tá tú sin a sástán. Um, Tommy, yeah. Intercafad, Rash, Hogat, Keith. Gormagat, John, and um, Ima. I'm coming back to you there because isn't it great to hear young? You're talking about education. We're talking about a school and that, uh, Ima David. Um, but to hear uh, the young people there and so positive, isn't it lovely? Oh yeah, it's intercafad, yeah. And you know, schooling I think has really changed. Primary and secondary school so much more welcoming now, and much more child-centered and child-focused. You know, the, the students are learning what they want to learn and they want to develop. And you can really see it in the girls there. They're also confident and well able to talk and well able to express themselves. And and you know that's what you want. You, you yeah. don't really care about the the, the nitty gritty at the end of the you day. Don't you care want about scores on the, on the no, no, absolutely. You want them to be happy, confident students at, uh, when they leave us. Finally, Julianne, just coming back to yourself there, I mean, so you were born, bred and reared, um, like my childhood, I spent all my childhood in and around, not this field here, but the village um, as, as we know it, and moved into just down the road 28 years ago. Uh, but there is that sense of community. You know, we're on the periphery of my column, but yeah. it's our village. We're, in, we're neither, um, I suppose, we're neither in the country nor the city. We have that beautiful blend of both. And we have, um, we've always had a lot of um, different people coming to the village and enhancing the outlook of the village, giving us new ideas. Yeah. And we've always been open to change. And that's one thing that is beautiful about my Cullen, that we're a fabulous community for adapting to change. We've, we've not always been looked uh, favorably for for grants and whatnot, but we've always had great sense of community that have been able to rally around and to create the wonderful community that we have. But there is, this, I mean, there's been a number of tragedies here over the years, and once there's a tragedy in any village, I suppose, but in my colour, and the the community rally around, and I'm Absolutely. thinking, I'm thinking of the Cox family today. So yeah, I'm yes. thinking of the, the young man who died when he was abroad and had to come home, mm -hmm. friend of our sons. I'm thinking of those people, and when there's a tragedy in the in the village, the people just rally rally around them, which yeah. is it's a real mehel approach, which Absolutely. I love. Absolutely, our Scahakela, Warren, the Dini, and definitely in my colony, you cannot fault the people for their generosity of spirit, their kindness. I know in my own father passed away everybody yeah. was so kind to us they really looked out for us there was meals provided for months um, people were always ringing us up looking to see how we were doing yeah. bringing us out and really caring for us and that still continues yeah. even though we've changed the face of the community has changed we're still such a strong community and we're we're very good at um, embracing our new the, yeah. the new Irish and really bringing them to the forefront of the community. Absolutely. Well, John, John your dad died too young like that, and that was yeah. sudden. 
shouldn't it's have. How many years ago is that? That's coming up to 10 years, the 17th of April. Years? Yeah, and he's with us every step of the way. Absolutely. He'd be very proud of me today now. We used to have, I don't know if anybody knows this, we used to have radio a radio station. station. Keith, you, you yeah. spun your first discs there and you were, you were um, kind of one of the founding DJs there and it's just very, benefit, or very befitting that I'm here today talking to you about that. Uh, he was a lovely man. Give my regards to mom as I well. And um, Emer Davitt, thank you for joining us. You might stay in contact with us about secondary school. We'll throw a, um, a question into the Department of Education and see from there. Absolutely. Uh, we'll put it into the press office. Now, don't hold your breath. <laughs> uh, but we'll throw it in. And again, the likes of Sean Kine and, and others uh, will, should be in a position to help us on this one. Yeah. Let's take a short commercial break. We're looking at the history, by the way, uh, of um, Mike Cullen as well. Uh, coming up, Walter McDonough joins us, Hazel Morrison. And Arlene Cook joins us. And she is going to try and teach um, John Morley a little bit of dancing from the Arlene Cook Dance Academy. So that and more to come between now and 10 o'clock. 9.41 is a beautiful Friday morning. Don't know what the weather is like outside, but in here it's gorgeous. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. So that gives me 10 minutes. A very good morning to you. Welcome into the programme. Uh, we're with you right through until uh, 12 midday. I'm joined uh, here in studio by Walter McDonough, who's a historian. Hazel Morrison, who I would class as being a very good historian as well. And Arlene Cook. I'm going to go to you, Hazel, and then over to Walter. Uh, you've been involved for a... You were born, bred and reared in the village. Oh, right on the crossroads. On the crossroads. How's yep, mum doing? Bread. Mum's doing fine. Yeah, she? she's doing fine. She's probably listening in this morning. Is she behaving herself? Oh, never does. Well, she, <laughs> never that's, what does. I, that's what I like about her. When, when did you take such a keen interest in um, history here? Because you've been doing an audio, you've been putting a huge amount of work into it. Yes, yeah, so I suppose it stemmed from some years ago uh, when White Colin Heritage had uh, erected a memorial at the Orisillon to the uh, past members of my Colin who had served in previous wars or uh, on service with the United Nations. And they contacted me because some of my family had, my dad's brothers had been involved in the war. So I was actually away at the time. So uh, when I was away, they said, well, next time you're around, come to the next meeting. So that's, oh, several years ago now. So I'm still there. Uh, and got so involved with it that I've actually gone on to do a master's now in local history. So uh, I'll be tearing off after this to put my head back in the books because... Uh, Are you still doing the master's I'm in Athlone, isn't it, you're doing it? Limerick. Limerick, excuse Limerick, me, sorry. Through, through UL, I so knew it was outside Galway, yeah. deadline but coming doing, up shortly. But you're doing that for quite a few years now. Yes, I had to take a break in the middle because uh, uh, on, a, on a history outing I broke a leg. <laughs> So it kept me out of action okay, for a little was while. The, was it the outing or was it the antics after the outing? <laughs> I didn't even get on the bus to get there. <laughs> uh, but and you, but you have cre- you've, you've a lot of audio, so you have of older people. Yeah, Walter actually has been heavily involved in the in Walter, the. Walter, morning uh, to you as well. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Thanks for joining. So, and do you work together or do you work? Uh, s- uh, yes, we have a small committee of about twelve dedicated people. Small committee of twelve. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's us. That's my Colin Harris. People think we're more than that, and, and one of our best members is actually. In, San Jose in California, Brian O'Halloran. Get away. With my current connections. Which O'Halloran is he now? It'd be a connection with Kiligula. Kiligula, yeah. yeah. Get away, yeah, so yeah. he'd be related and to Jimmy or those? Probably. Oh, he's, yeah. I, you know, we have a, a DNA project in my Colin at the moment, and oh he's God. probably got the most extensive matches on the DNA project. And we have Melda Cribben, who's a, a Hardney stock from Clonif yeah. in, in, in Melbourne. Okay. So it's hard to. We, we, and they're, actually, all part, it, they're all part of your committee? Zoom actually helped to get us outside my column. We, we, we became, we became uh, 
international, and we've Lady Mary O'Shea in New York as well. So we're fairly international. Good on you. Yeah. And again, but there is there's massive history. I mean, we've spoken before, but the, the two of you and yeah. me separately, yeah. Yeah. and spoke about where my calling came from and the church, the old church, and and uh, you know it's, it's and the O'Flaherty's and yeah, it's you know, the, a lot of blood spilt as well. The O'Flaherty's and the O'Hardens and. So you've got a bit of history, yeah. That, that's not in the last couple of years now. That's a few years ago. <laughs> don't, don't revisit the war. They're still not fighting, maybe. <laughs> at the, cross, at the crossroads, yeah. 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 But that, you're going back, how far back historically are you going there? About 800 years or more, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, even further back, we go back to the Tuha de Danon, actually. Where the, the myth is that that's how my calling got its name, when uh, uh, Ilan uh, murdered Mac, uh, Man MacLear. The Isle of Man would be associated yeah. with him. So, and that's around Legon. There was a big stone in Legon for years where, where he's supposed to have fallen. And another story is that he spilled so much blood that it created Loch Horrib. <laughs> which was Loch Horrib's in one time. I, 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 my God. And can we have you, a great history, yeah. You have a great history. And actually, when they were doing the uh, bypass, uh, Jerry O'Sullivan actually had written a book about it. They discovered a lot of implements going back to early settlers. Really? Yeah, I think in the old days... People settled by lakes and by rivers, and because there was water, there was no roads. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we were talking about that a few weeks ago. I mean, back then people could fish or eels or otherwise. I mean, it was very hard in those. We're going back a couple of hundred years now. Yeah. It was very hard to get food. There was, yeah. there was no animals, no nothing. That's right. And even a lot of the monasteries around Connemara would be right out in the edge. Where yeah. again, they came by boat from places. You know. Yeah. But one of our most exciting projects at the moment, as you're, you're familiar with, my Colin Boggs, which is really from. Uh, Tony Brocky out as far as Limonina between my colon and Spit. Yeah. But it's sitting there really doing nothing as such. It's a heritage area. But we we're going to launch a heritage trail which will bring you from my colon to Turinley, back by the Barnagov course through Sean Reefog, up through Nakarasar, up past Lockwell, up through Drumvyog, Drum Congan, back to my colon. You won't be doing that walking now, so it's about you twenty-six kilometres. So yeah, I was thinking you, you might need a horse or pony. You have to drive it. <laughs> yeah, you will. And Hazel, I mean, you. So you've been involved for a long time on this one. It's, uh, but it must be lovely to to have grown up here, and then to be in, so in, immersed in the history of it now. Well, the one thing about when I got involved with my Colin Heritage, I realised that you know every day throws up something new, and despite the fact I've lived here all my life, yeah. I'm still learning. Uh, so queries and questions that come into my Cullen Heritage on a daily basis are just amazing and it's helping us to, to learn more about our area and our people really. Mm. You'll get queries about, you know, what does the meaning of a certain road, uh, where did it get its name? Um, people will say, well, I have something in my field and I don't know what it is and could you come and have a look? Um, and if we've had occasions where we've been on our bellies sliding in tiny little crevices <laughs> trying to, to discover yeah. uh, and well, figure is, out what areas that, are. Isn't that what research is all about though? It is, yeah, and yeah. it's a real learning curve for us. Mm. I mean, we have, I mean, even that experience now of uh, witnessing firsthand a sweat house, which, you know, whilst there's, I suppose, Leitrim is the area in Ireland where there's more sweat houses, but, you know, to have What's one here... What's a sweat house? Uh, well, in this day and age, if you got ill, you'd go to a doctor. Uh, way, way back in the 1600s, 1700s, uh, it was like house. a stone. Yeah, it was like an outdoor sauna. Yeah. Um, it's like a stone igloo, wow. for the, want wow. of a better word. And they'd pack it out with stone or with um, turf and uh, wood, heat up the stones, scrape oh. out the ash, and then 
take your clothes off and in you went and sweated <laughs> out whatever ailment oh, you had. Yeah, Simple way of doing it. Well, yeah. I think actually the cure was more, probably worse than the illness. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> Listen, I think the two you know more about my family than I know about my family, but um, we, we'll get to that another day. But there's so much history here, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, today. Thank you. Good luck with the Masters and um, keep in contact with us, Walter. And right. when you're launching that, um, is it the book you're going to launch? It's, on it was the, first, it's a map board, which we'll have in the village, and then brochures. And we, yeah, we launch in the next few months, hopefully, yeah. Give us a call when you, when, call, when yeah. you get that done. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get off now and get that master's done, it's time you box that out now. <laughs> it's gone on for about three <laughs> years, <you>. isn't it? <laughs> Don't be picking on me. You're big enough to pick on me at times, so yeah. Anyway, let me go to our next guest, Arlene Cook. And you're a dance, an Irish dance instructor, and you're based here in the village with the Arlene Cook uh, Dance Academy. You have some very talented people. Sorry? You have some very talented people with you. Oh, I do. I have some lovely dancers. Yeah, the future champions, future world champions. I have dancing for me. And I know it's gone through a fairly traumatic period to Irish dancing and that, but um, they're coming out the other end. Is there st still good interest from young people when it comes to Irish dancing? Well, there definitely is. In my colon, I have 160 dancers dancing with me. I teach 10 classes a week and I'll be starting an 11th class after Easter. Ten classes a week? Ten classes a week. 160. Where, where are you Cullen. based? So mostly I'm in Orsillon in my Cullen. Mm -hmm. So the kids all come in after school. And that's um, Wednesday to Friday. And then on a Monday afternoon, I'm up in Torini School. On Tuesday, I'm in Octorard. And on Tuesdays after Easter, I'll be starting in Tully Kine School. Oh, so. you. She's putting up the miles, that's so how she is. You really yeah. are. And have you had some good successes already? Oh, great successes, yeah. So it's not just with um, competitions. My kids like to do little performances as well. So we've done the Festa Strage. We've um, danced down in the nursing home. We've um, done... We're really looking forward to... The next one is the St. Patrick's Day Parade. So the kids are literally, literally be dancing through the crossroads of Cullen. Wow. So that's the one they all look forward to. They feel like little celebrities in my column with, with the crowds cheering for them and they mm. doing their one, two, threes through the village. Uh, and would you know a world champion if you saw a world champion? Oh, well, you're looking at one here. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not first place. I got eighth place in the world, but I didn't Could get I, first. Yeah. <laughs> Still an achievement. So. Where did you come in the world championships? I know, this was 16 hand. We, we came first, all right. I'm not sure if there was much competition, though. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So I asked, off air I asked Arlene, would you teach him a few steps? So there's nothing he can do, including walking on water. So there isn't. Yeah. And, and he says to me, well, I'm a world-class champion myself, so I am. So we might have to test that in Turini next Tuesday. Oh, know? we will. Yeah, I'll, yeah, send, I'll yeah. send him out to you next Tuesday. Well, if he can walk, he can dance. <laughs> Was that the way it is? Yeah, or? yeah. If you can put one foot in front of the other, you'll be able to dance. I'm having difficulty so. doing that. Never mind the dancing, for God's sake. You see, see Hazel, you're, you'll catch up on me yet, you know. Do you know that? You'll catch up on me from there. Uh, listen, thank you for joining us. And if you want to get further details on uh, Arlene Cook, you can do so. Um, by, you have a website? Um, it's Facebook page, Arlene Cook Academy of Irish Dance. Or you can contact Orsillon and they have all the details there. All right. And if you want to find more about Walter McDonough, you won't find him in the local pubs or otherwise. But Hazel Morrison, you know where she is and you know where her mother is. And you can contact her as well. Or else you can do, is it... Um, just uh, my Colin Heritage? Yeah, uh, Galway or my Colin dot Galway Community Heritage dot org. Give me that again now. My Colin dot Galway Community Heritage dot org. And that's because we're 
well supported by our lovely uh, heritage officer in County Galway, Marie Mannion. And uh, it's kind of a sub, the Galway Community Heritage is kind of a, a project sponsored by um, uh, the National Museum. So Good. ICANN is the the umbrella group there. All right, and Marie is a wonderful um, officer, I have to say. Listen, guys, thanks for joining us uh, today. Now, ye, if you want to enter this competition, you can do so. You just have to bribe uh, John Morley altogether. Uh, we're giving you a chance to win because the Iron Island Ferries are celebrating 40 years in business uh, since 1983. There's a 90-minute cruise to Inishmore uh, from Galway City, recommencing on the 7th of April, and an exciting mini-break for locals and tourists indeed. So today you can win either tickets to go from Rossaville uh, to any of the islands any time of the year, or you can win a ferry ticket for two uh, from Galway City Docks to Inishmore and the Cliffs of Moher Cruise uh, on the way back and that runs from April to September. At the end of week prize which is today you could be winning yourself an overnight stay in Ord Aina Bed and Breakfast on Inishmore as well. We ask you a very simple question and today's simple question is uh, which of the islands is the middle island? Now that'll check test you so it will. Which of the islands is the middle island? What you do straight away is you text us uh, to our text number on 08638 33553 0863833553 do so straight away and be in with a chance uh, to win that wonderful uh, prize today. We'll be picking that winner just after the 10 o'clock news and then we'll be picking the overall winner after the 11 o'clock news when we're talking sport here from Community Matters. We're coming to you live today from Wildlands here which is a beautiful facility. Uh, we're in their little kids street here uh, I'm in, I'm in a, me element here so I'm playing with all the little toys and uh, if you want to come down and say hello you can do so there's tea and coffee and that here with us now then let's head towards the Galway BFM news desk for the 10 o'clock news and uh, we'll join you just after that and just after the news by the way we'll be joined by Shane Curran and Michael Hegarty Pat Collins joins us, John Power and Edie Malloy and much more, stay tuned for that and more to come though on today's programme comment lines on 091 770077 the 086 number is there for texts and WhatsApp as well. Talk to you soon. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Hi to everyone in my Cullen. Really enjoying the show. Best wishes to Wylands. Uh, brings back great memories of my Cullen. Uh, walking the wood road to school in the early 70s. Two shops, Kynes and Regans. And the post office from Mary Farragher. That is originally Bohan from Cluniff. And... Um, I want to also, oh yeah, Galway Fest is on this weekend. You might remember uh, this day, six or eight weeks ago, we were in Johishka and Kate Morley joined us following the death of her husband Mark in a tragic accident in Unspid Jail. She and her father-in-law joined us and our thoughts are with Kate and uh, Mark's parents as well today. Mm. It can't be easy on them. And at the time she said that Galway Fest, um, she was going to be collecting money at Galway Fest and Galway Fest is a kayaking festival uh, which is taking place in the city this weekend. But Galway Fest is on this weekend and Kate Morley, Mark's wife, will be out collecting for the RLLI at the bridge near Jewry's on Saturday and Sunday and she was wondering would you give it a plug she's conscious people don't carry cash anymore so I thought if you give it a plug they might drop down so if you're in and around town this coming weekend bring a few um, euro with you and Kate Morley will be there with her two children uh, close to the bridge there at Jewry's Saturday and Sunday. I have two guests joining me in studio. Shane Curran uh, joins me and uh, Michael Hegarty. I'm going to go to you first so Shane today. Um, you are uh, a very talented athlete, so you are. Congratulations. Uh, you're also going to college in Palace Henry. I don't know how you do the whole thing. But we spoke uh, to you and about you in November when you got a medal for the discus. Um, that's not too long ago. That's right, Keith, yeah. Um, discus in the World Paralympics Games. I was 
in Portugal with a distance of 20 metres um, and 5 centimetres. Got a bronze medal for that. Good on you. Yeah. Do you put a huge amount of work into training? Yeah, training is tough. Um, trying to fit in training sessions with the Irish Wheelchair Association and um, trying to travel around the country to training sessions is tough. Um, trying to get them in Galway especially, but yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't say you were in a wheelchair, but you, you said it now. How long? Yeah. You're in a wheelchair since since birth, since yeah. Birth, yeah. With um, spine bifida. Um so yeah. But you're a positive young man. Yeah. And you're studying in Penaskendry County Limerick. I am, yeah, agricultural engineering. Good on you. Yeah. Huge interest in that. So, so yeah. I mean, you've you've a great future ahead of you. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. again, the wheelchair has not held you back. No, never stopped me. No. I saw you years ago playing. Basketball, I don't know where it was. Wheelchair basketball, yeah. Wheelchair basketball, I saw you, yeah. Yeah, I'm quite active, a lot of wheelchair sports. I was kind of wondering how you didn't lose your fingers, <laughs> because you do come together fairly oh, fast. Yeah, it's fairly intense with the crashing and, yeah. But that's all part of it, so it is. Yeah, it's all part of the fun. Yeah, and talk to me then about, so when you finish in Palaskenry then, you're hoping then to go on and, and continue in the engineering side with agriculture. Yeah, yeah um... I'm actually working at the minute in uh, McHale's for work placement, or McHale Engineer in Ballinrobe. They're so a wonderful family. They are. I'm sorry yeah. now, I shouldn't single out one family in life, <laughs> yeah, but they're so a lovely family. I give a shout out to them, I'm doing work placement with them at the minute. So Good on you. Yeah. They really are one of the great successes of the West of Ireland. Yeah. yeah. And you're part of that as work yeah. experience. Work experience, yeah, great to be there. So uh, when will you be managing director? <laughs> I don't know about that now. But you'd, you'd, you'd like to stay with them, would you, from there? Then? Yeah, it would indeed, yeah. It's great to be there. Yeah, well and, done um, to you. Yeah. But you have a great, you have a great outlook on life, so yeah. Yeah, um, I'm very invested in all my sports, and I do more than just the paralytics, but that'll be my main one. Um, I also do wheelchair basketball, like you said. I do um, wheelchair hurling. I've, I've tried nearly everything. Hang on a second now. Wheelchair hurling. Wheelchair hurling for Connacht. Okay, yeah. can we get Sean Walsh on the line to do a commentary quickly, please, <laughs> if you don't mind? How would wheelchair hurling work? Uh, <laughs> you could beat the dim and daylights out of each other. Yeah, it's fairly complicated, all right. Um, you have to push with your two hands, I suppose, and then you have to also hold the hurl, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. John Morley was just out talking to our next guest. Do you realise that this young man sitting opposite me here today, uh, Shane Curran, uh, does wheelchair hurling? Do you know that? Wheelchair, do you ever see Wheelchair hurling, I, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I do a lot of it, I think, in the centre, uh, Connacht Centre of Excellence and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Is that, you, is that where you do it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you might so. give us a demonstration before you go today. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, we'll put him against you so we'll, <laughs> no problem. So we we'll tie his two hands behind his back. We'll throw the schlitter in, you can have the hurling. That's great. You can, do, you can there, do what you want. There isn't much hurling in me and there's not much wheelchair hurling either. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well done though, Shane. I mean, you're, you're not... You live in Cluniff, so obviously your yeah. family are very important to you and very good to you, and I've been with you since day dot, of course. Uh, but you haven't let the disability that you're living with, you haven't let that take you over. No, never. Good on you, yeah. and keep it up. Yeah, I, I intend for it not to get me down any, anyhow and keep up with the sport, so... Yeah. And do you drive in that? I do, I drive, yeah. Only since last year, so, yeah. And uh, the road rocks in my column doesn't challenge you, no? <laughs> no, no. we the right side of it, thankfully. Didn't you? And, do you, and you drive from here up to Ballon Road yeah. then, do you? Every day? Yeah, college can. soon now when that starts back after placement, so... And do you stay in and around Palace Kenry? Yeah, stay in, in the college and their facility, so... Yeah. Get away. Yeah. I haven't been there, I'd say, in about 40 years. My, bro <laughs> my brother was there in 19, before 1980, yeah. 79. My it's brother Colin uh, trained there. Yeah. I went on then to a great life in agricultural yeah. science, yeah. 
great facility. They really are. Silesian Brothers, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Silesian Brothers, yeah. Your brain isn't gone yet, so stay with <laughs> me if you don't mind, Shane. Another great friend I haven't seen in a long number of years, a man called Michael Hegarty. I would have known him in the financial circuit and we would have mixed indeed uh, down through the last, God, 40 years, I'd say. Michael, morning to you. Morning, please. And I'll put you in a little bit there, if you don't yep. mind. Um, you've gone away for a long number of years from the whole financial side of things, and you're right, and right to do so. And you've been doing psychotherapy for how many years? Yeah, for the last 12 years, Keith. 12 years. Yeah. And how did you get into psychotherapy, can I ask you? Uh, well, very simple. I never, never intended it. Um, my marriage broke up in 2008, and following that, I... I needed therapy myself, yeah. So I started into therapy, and uh, then uh, I was I was living in town uh, in Bohermore, and my son David suggested I take up a course in philosophy in the Ardalon Hotel, and arising out of that, I started doing night night classes in psychotherapy and CBT, and that led on to you know doing a diploma in psychotherapy in in Trocht, in Canberra, and I started practicing in 2012. When David suggested psychotherapy in the order, and I thought I thought he was talking about a night out, but no, he was actually that's what the course was done, that, was it? That was yeah. yeah. That was. And and you stayed at that, and uh, and you met a new partner, so you did. Yeah. And um, Brenda Brennan. Yeah, I met Brenda in 2012. 2012. Yeah. And I met you out a few times, the two of you. Yeah. You were happy people. Oh, yeah. Wonderful time. In December 2020, though, you needed all the skills that you had as a psychotherapist. I did. I did, yeah. Yeah, 2012. um, In December. 2020. In in December 2020, yeah. um, Yeah, I I had uh, been called in by my GP and... uh, it discovered I had some level of prostate cancer. And uh, on the 16th of December, uh, I was going to the consultant in, in the bonds and Brenda went with me and I was told it was uh, terminal cancer. And uh, we came out into the car park and we sat into the car and Brenda told me that uh, two days earlier she had got a terminal diagnosis as well. The two of you? Yeah, which she had held back because she didn't want me worried. Within two days? Yeah. And did you go on the journey together then? We went on the journey together, but the strange thing about it was I I went into remission almost immediately and then Brenda's journey was um, a huge struggle, Mm. you know. Um, And you lost her in? Last August, the 18th of August last. Wow. Yeah. She died very suddenly in the end, but yeah, but she had like twelve months of you know A and E and ambulances yeah. and every kind of ailment. You know, very very tough going. Cancer is cruel. Yeah, cancer is cruel, and for the two of you to get that. Yeah, for the two of you to get that in the same month, within was, two days of one another. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine said it was it was like winning the the. The Euro Lotto and, and the Irish Lotto in reverse. Yeah, you know, in the same week. Yeah. Now you've always been a very positive person. Mm. Are you mm. finding it difficult to keep that positivity? No, 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 no. no, no. The, the night before last, I was in Dublin giving a talk to 130 new therapists uh, on my life and my book. <coughs> um, so, uh, 
Yeah. Once I was diagnosed, I decided I was going to write a book. Um, uh, think in terms of leaving a legacy to to you know the psychotherapy profession. Um, so um, that took about eighteen months, and then I knew that Brenda was going downhill, and I wanted to get it published before she died. So uh, I had the launch on the sixteenth of June last, and Brenda attended, and. Uh, with great effort, mm. she she was there, you know, and uh, she died two months later. We launched it in in Lanergan's in Salt Hill, and there was a huge crowd and hugely successful. So every day you get up, you try oh. you try and get on with yeah yeah life. yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm 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 working, but I I also paint. You know, there's my painting on the cover, what is and I write. Yeah. So I'm writing my memoirs at the moment. Oh, good Lord, I hope I don't feature. There's <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of fellas out around Oran Moor now and Castlegar, the likes of Reggie Leonard and Jerry Rabbit. They, they should really be in that memoir. Oh, yeah, I was, they're yeah. great friends of mine. Yeah, but I yeah. think they should be the headline act. <laughs> now, just be careful of the, the nights upstairs in the, what was the Great Southern Hotel, in, you know, in the old railway bar. Just, you know, just well, there's well, parts of it there we should leave out. Well, you could write a book about Jerry Rabbit alone. <laughs> Well, that's your that's your that's your next job. So it is. So the book that I have here, Gateways to Psychotherapy, then practical and structured approach uh, to talk therapy. So you've been through it. Yeah. Literally, you've been through a breakup of marriage, a loss of a partner, diagnosis of cancer, and two of two of them. So you've been through it. So that, this is the practical. Yeah. Aspect yeah, yeah. of psychotherapy. Then. Here. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I wrote it for new therapists or young therapists, but it turns out that that. You know, I, I I wrote it without without any psychobabble, so it's readable by everybody. And you know, it's 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 on it's on sale in in uh, Charlie Burns and and Kenny's, and it's it's on Amazon Kindle as an ebook. And you dedicated it to Brenda. It's yeah. a lovely photograph of her yeah, yeah. at the front so, cover. So I was able to get the the first the first you know um, hard copy uh, printed. By Kenny's oh, hard, and and uh, presented to Brenda on the night in London. Yeah, good on her. Yeah. Well, she's with us uh, today, so she is, and she's she's always with. We have to we have to we have to think she's always there. And um, you brought the tissues, which you know you didn't need them. Thank God for there. So listen, she's with you and keeping you strong today. Uh, Michael, thanks for joining us. So the book is called Gateways to uh, Psychotherapy. Now you did a, an extensive trawl of my relations and other relations uh, down in Cluniff. So we'll do that another day if you don't mind. <laughs> we brought him in on false pretenses, so we did it all together. Uh, Shane, Shane, where is your? When is your next challenge? Um, I suppose Keith, my my next um, day out will be training sessions, and then. We're looking at going away to a couple of games in Europe, um, so I think there's a Czech Open on, so that's probably next on the cards. Okay. So and, and are you okay for funds now, or do you do you get any funding from the government? Um, no, unfortunately. But um, so it's from your own bank or the bank of mum yeah, and dad. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Well done to you. Listen, keep in contact. You're a great guy, uh, as is Michael Hegarty. And uh, sorry, just, Michael. Just sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think Keith, I, 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 I left out. It's it's in the my my Cullen uh, bookstore. Niall Quinn has been very, very kind to me there. Mm. And good on you. Yeah. You mind yourself. Uh, yeah. You're a good. You're a good person. Thanks and you know much. what? You're a good artist as well, sir. That sunflower looks well Thanks. on the front of it uh, from there. You'll have to have an exhibition, I'll see. Well, it's coming up shortly. Where? Done. Hasn't been decided. No. 
is it that you're not telling me now? Or it hasn't no, been no, I've been invited, invited to put on one. Yeah. Oh God, Shane. Did, yeah. you get, did you get any invitations like that, Shane? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Listen, enjoy, check. Thanks for joining us today. Quick commercial break. Twenty-one minutes past ten. And thanks to Michael Hegarty for joining us and Shane Curran. We're back just after these. Good morning. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Hey, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. Uh, thanks to Shane Kern and to all of our guests here. We come to you live from Wildlands uh, here in my Cullen. I'm joined uh, by Aideen uh, Malloy, who joins us from a lovely organisation called Crinu. And... Uh, Aiden, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Keith. Good. Thanks for joining us uh, today. I, I've come across uh, Crinu many's the time where we'd get a call where somebody's not in the best place, but you help an awful lot of people quietly. We do indeed, I suppose, yes. Um, my cousin has a very strong tradition of um, helping people and it's a community that wraps around its own. And uh, my, uh, Crinu was established back in 2004 um, for, to help local people um, in times of need. And that's exactly what we do and it's run um, entirely by volunteers Michael also has a very strong uh, tradition of volunteerism so 100% of all funds raised go directly to people in need which is um, a real point of pride for us in Crinu and it's very discreet it's very discreet it's highly confidential so oh. it's it's um, uh, people can get in contact via Facebook, via Twitter, um, or over the phone, and all help is given in a highly confidential manner. And have you noticed um, since the pandemic? Have you noticed a lot of people finding it difficult because fuel has gone up and the, the demands are, have on people's finances have gone up as well? Absolutely, and I suppose just to give you an idea of the kind of um, impact Crinio's had um, over the past year, we helped 81 families in Michael and the surrounding areas. 81? 81. 81, yeah. And I suppose the thing is, there's no typical profile of client for Crinu. Um, you know, it might just be a one-off helping hand that people might need to just get them back on their feet. Or there could be people who are experiencing ongoing financial challenges. Um, as you said there, energy poverty um, and food poverty are very real challenges for people at the moment. And I suppose it's really important to know that Crinu is there to help people um, and so, get in touch if you do need that help. So, so forgive me now, but I mean, a lot of people would think, you know, St. Vincent de Paul, um, it's, it's not like St. Vincent de Paul, but the work that you do is to change people's lives and to give them dignity. I'm saying, I'm not saying St. Vincent de Paul do, don't do that at all, they do. They do uh, but indeed, th yes. this, is, this is a local group in my Colin Crinu that's doing it for the local people. 81 families, even. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. And I think that's the thing. In Wycullen, we've always had this tradition of helping each other and a really strong sense of, of community. And it's credit to all the local clubs, organisations and the people and the businesses in Wycullen um, that, and I think everybody in Wycullen is happy to know that an organisation like Crinu exists. Mm. So they know that, you know, any time that they've been asked to put their hand in their pocket, um, people have come back. And um, I think last year's uh, sleep out at Christmas time raised over 17,000 euros. And then that's during a time where people are experiencing um, high co higher cost of living themselves so uh, it's a credit to the community but that's typical of Michael. Where did you do the sleep out? <laughs> we did the sleep out outside um, um, 
and Ciarnod Mua there outside Super Value, so there were 25 of us in total. It's something that was started um, by the late David Cox, um, um, and his, his energy was greatly missed this year, I have to say. And I'd just like to mention, actually, uh, Lionel Flanagan and Carl Lippett as well, who are um, the main drivers behind our annual sleepout. But over the years, and ever since um, the very first disco or dance night back in 20, 2004, We've had numerous, um, we've run the gamut of activities with Grinu, um, from Christmas coffee mornings and Mario tools to car drives to um, uh, sleepouts to you name it. And the Rusty Spokes have been really loyal supporters as well, so cycle fundraisers. Rusty, no oh, th- I'm glad the Rusty you, Spokes, yes. I'm yeah, glad yeah. you told me they were cyclists. I didn't yeah. watch them in front <laughs> with Rusty Spokes. Well, they're long-time supporters of ours, yeah. and um, uh, it was great to see the cycle back again at Christmas. And I suppose that's the thing, no matter where, be it um, in- individuals, quietly, um, monthly um, donating to Quinu, or organisations and the, the local clubs have all been just... It just shows you the, the kind of people power and the generosity of spirit of giving in Wycullen that, um, and we see it all the time in Crinio and we're just privileged to be able to give back to people. Um. See, a, a lot of people uh, would say, oh, Wycullen is a very affluent uh, area and the big houses and all of that type of stuff. Um, and there, there are big houses, but there's 81 families that you helped. Well, this is the thing, and I suppose a lot of the poverty in, in areas like Wycullen is hidden poverty. And I think it was established in 2004, which is quite, quite a quite a, a time of affluence in, in the whole country, but that's the thing. Mm. At any time, at any stage, it doesn't matter. You could who just you be are. experiencing... Exactly. It doesn't mm. matter who you are. Or also, some people might just um, fall mm. in hard times, and it's been wonderful to see quite a number of people come back who have been helped by Crinu in the past, come back to, yeah, to give to back again and help again when they're back yeah. on their feet. And that's, I suppose, says everything again about um, what we do in Crinu. We, yeah, yeah, we do it in a discreet manner, but people are quite happy to come back and talk about it when they're, you know, back to their full of their financial health. Um, you're a native. I, I can't let you go without asking, which Malloy are you now? I'm a Hugh Malloy's daughter. I'm from Ligon. Um, I, um, I better disclose as well, I'm, I have another relative sitting next to me here as well. But um, So yeah, my Colin uh, uh, Malloy's are so very how, proud. How are you related to Pat Collins? <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's a blow-in. I brought him in to oh, oh, So there's, it's your partners yes partners in crime yeah yeah well we'll ask him about the crime not yeah. you so, so well done to you but uh, thanks indeed for joining us Stay and with thanks us. for the opportunity don't don't, don't go anywhere else um, okay. we're coming to you live from uh, wildlands the next man i've known for a long number of years and uh, john power he, i would know you from aerogen fame how are you oh very good keith yeah, and this is nothing to do with aerogen which is a massively successful company uh, yes yeah, thankfully it's it's going well um but i i think aerogen are you know as as a local company and i think we're the biggest indigenous medtech company now in ireland uh really? yeah and uh, so we do take the responsibility you know locally as well we're, we're the company was uh, set up in the village of my cullen originally above the butcher shop one room so get away yeah yeah so 25 years uh this month actually i would remember talking to you around the time that you started yeah definitely yeah and now i mean i met some of your colleagues in chicago last um whenever it was was it august or october um you, you're all over the world now at this stage yeah seven uh, products used in 75 countries around the world now yeah and yet you have time for local projects like greenways and yeah. bypasses and that. So you're very much embedded in the community, even though you're a very busy man with a very big company. Uh, yeah, but 
but you know, I, I've lived in my Cullen uh, most of my life. There you go. So I'm, you? My, my, yeah, my parents were up Durard and Cullanan people. Uh, Powers Pub in Uttarad, that's where my is dad was born. Really? Yeah. Is, yeah. is that your heritage? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and both grandmothers uh, were my Cullen women. Get away. So, what were their names? Amelia uh, and Conley. Get away. Yeah, yeah. We could be related. Oh, there you go. My grandmother was Amelia. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very good. God, I'm, I'm delighted to be related <laughs> to a rich man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> would, 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 would you mind going on to the DNA site there and find out? <laughs> Just get a swab off John, please, before he goes from there. Yeah, my grandmother was Amelia from Leelichter. Ah, right. So she okay. was just up the road here. Talk to me, though, about um, the Greenway from my colour. I'm, yeah. I'm old enough and long enough uh, to remember the last attempt at this, which was an absolute flipping disaster, uh. and the council did hang its head in shame. Um, where are we with the Greenway from Galway to my colour? Well, well, it is happening, it, it, and it is going Slowly to happen now, though, very right? slow and far, obviously, far too slow. I mean, you know, it's uh, my Cullen Community Development Association, which I'm a uh, member of, has always been very positive towards the Greenway. Um, we have a working group, the Connemara Greenway Alliance, that we formed. It's uh, a group of um, Pats involved in that as well, very much, um, of uh, local people who've really tried to promote the values of greenways um you know and it is difficult because it's all people do all this work in their own time mm. uh and we expect really public representation to ensure that these things get done and get done in a timely manner but mm. greenways as you know ha have been reasonably controversial in in the country and i think it was the fact that there wasn't really proper planning laws uh, around greenways. So what is a greenway classified? Well, we know now since uh, the decision on the Kerry Greenway that, that greenways henceforth will be regarded as critical infrastructure and that changes the game somewhat. So does that then ease the planning process as it, a critical it structure? It does, yeah, it of does, course it does. Yeah, yeah. So then do you go for part eight then at that stage or do the councils go for part eight? Well, it's up to the council what they do, I guess, on that. I think that it's, it's um, from the council's perspective, every, they want to try and accommodate all the landowners whose yeah. lands... And now, you know, obviously some landowners might be upset about the idea of a greenway, but I'd say the vast majority of them are very pro it. And certainly people I talk to in, in around my Cullen, whose, whose land it would go to, are very pro the idea. It's very, it's great for the, it'd be a great boost for the local economy. And is it going to come out the old um, right of line? That, well, one of the, one of the fundamentals of, of a greenway is that it is accessible to everybody. So people who could walk... Uh, people with disabilities, wheelchairs, and, and the great thing about the railways, they built the railways with a maximum gradient of about three, three degrees. So that means it's, it, you know, you're not going up it's, and down yeah. hills, um, and it's safe. Uh, so the principle is to use the um, guided by the route of the old Connemara Greenway, and that's 76 kilometres from uh, Galway City out to Clifton. Clifton, yeah. Uh, so based along... That route, I mean, there's been the public consultation process uh, uh, went on back in um, July um, and there were seven routes put forward. Now, really from the uh, Connemara Greenway uh, group, we only felt two of those were of the seven were really appropriate, met all the criteria mm. that's established for greenways uh, globally. 
So um, we're hoping that's due to come out very soon. The preferred route will be announced and uh, then there'll be a period of consultation with the landowners along that route. Uh, and we would hope that there'll be a submission, you know, maybe around this time next year uh, to Ball Planola for uh, planning. Let's hope that it works, um, because I think communication was the big problem, or lack of it, uh, the last time people assumed they had been spoken to and they hadn't been. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus on that, but I know enough about it. Uh, so at this stage, if it's done right, when, would, when should we have that greenway? Well, I think if you think, if, if, if the preferred route uh, goes before Ball Panola within a year, uh, then you'd be talking about, you know, another year. Another year uh, but it, it wouldn't take long to build, you know, they're not, the actual amazing thing about most of, I've been walked lots of that uh, Greenway and parts of it are built further out, you know, obviously around Ban the Hinch, Recess, yeah, yeah. parts of the Greenway already constructed. And I guess when they built the railways years ago, they did a good job, you know. The, 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 uh, so there's no need to reinvent the wheel? No, no. It's, so if they use, where they, where they use the old railway line, the uh, footings, the coverts, the, the, the small bridges are all pretty intact. But, but you'd be confident it will happen this time? Oh, I think it's 100% it's going to happen. It's just obviously very slow for everybody. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping I'll still be able to cycle a bike by the time they complete it. When I'm older than you, will it, will it, ha will, will it, will it happen in my lifetime? We'll, we'll get pushed along, maybe. <laughs> uh, stay with us if you don't mind. Let me go to Pat Collins. Pat, now you better tell me about all the crimes that your wife is involved in. Um, when, did you when did you come to um, My Cullen? When did I come? I'm, I'm looking at my wife there. I came to My Cullen all the way from Newcastle in Galway City in 2010. You didn't. You didn't when, when you said you brought him out here, I didn't think. I thought he came from Dublin or somewhere. No, God. So, you're <laughs> she all, so a townie comes to my colour. A townie, a townie. One yeah. of the many townies yeah, so that come the short distance, short distance geographically, psychologically, massive difference. Massive difference. Massive Good difference. news is, though, according to uh, yesterday's kind of trivia, mm. you'll be a townie very shortly because true. my colour is coming back into mm. the city. So we'll both be... be We'll both be townies again. Yeah. 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 And your involvement then within the... Um, obviously, you're, you're helping the crew and crewing you and you're part of the, of the committee for the Greenways as well. Yes. Um, I suppose primarily I, I work in the university. Uh, I'm a geographer uh, by training. And, um, perfect for the job. Perfect for the job. Thank you. Um, no, I suppose one of the kind of key pieces of work and something of an overlap between uh, what's already been spoken about was um, a research project I carried out here in, in the village in 2019 called the My Column Village Plan. Um, this was funded by the Irish Research Council. So together with uh, some colleagues in the university, we came out to the village um, and really posited the idea for... Um, what you term people-powered planning. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our goal was to engage as much of the population as possible and put it to them what kind of village they would like to live in. Mm. This is kind of driven by parts, uh, other parts of my work where we're talking about key issues about agency, about who decides, who decides what goes where. Did, did, did all parties buy into it? 
Yeah, I mean, you know... Because you can do every study in the world in University of Galway, but if the people don't buy into it, the powers that be don't buy into it. Well, I mean, there's two kind of parts to that. I mean, the powers that be locally bought into it, as yeah. in, you know, really, the, the, the value in the plan was the fact that we got 800 people and the ideas of 800 people as to what kind of Michael and they That's want to see. That's a very comprehensive It was very study. comprehensive. You know, I had, I had good connections, uh, good connections locally, and, and that helped. But it spoke to the real kind of desire that people have you know, for, to answer the question, what kind of place do you want to live in? Yeah. You know, we don't get asked that question no. uh, often enough. And this was an opportunity to do that. And the second part to your question is, was there buy-in afterwards? Well, that still remains to, mm. to be seen. So where is that study? Where is that now? Well, that, that's it. I mean, this is, it's, it sits uh, on our website, michael2030.org. Um, but you've done the work. Like, we, 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 we've done the work. It's, done it's the published. Work. I sent it out to, to notionally the powers that be in the form of um, the Minister for the Environment, um, County local Council. authorities, mm. um, uh, regional authorities, and, and county councils as well. So, you know, we were quite, I suppose, well, not necessarily fortuitous, but strategic, knowing that my column was due a local area plan right after we had published this plan. So, mm. you know, the idea would be, well, here is a plan, an idea of what the people of a place want that place to be. So you can simply translate that into a local area. Absolutely. Plan. Well, let's keep an eye on it with us. Will you keep in contact with us? I absolutely You've told me about no crimes yes. that Aideen was involved in, so I'm glad about that altogether. None that I'm willing to divulge <laughs> on air. No. Aideen Malloy, thank you for joining us. John Power, thank you for joining us. Pat Collins, uh, thank you for joining us. This wonderful Wildlands, was this part mm. of your study? Yeah, Wildlands was just kicking off uh, at the time. Good but uh, really kind of part of this whole, you know, unique thing that's going on here in my column, you know, this idea of experience tourism and, mm. and, and, and this is, you know, a fantastic, not just a fantastic community for the people of my column, but, yeah. you know, nationally and internationally. Good stuff. Um, let's take another break from here. It's uh, 10.42 and thanks again to uh, Pat, uh, to John Power and to Aideen Malloy as well. And uh, John, thank you for everything you've done and Aideen, thank you and Pat as well. Quick commercial break, 10.42 back just after these. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. It's 10.45. Let me go to uh, Dave O'Connell, who joins me with the City Tribune headlines now. Dave, morning to you. Morning, Keith. It's great to hear you can do this in your pyjamas. It's so close to home for you. <laughs> it is, but you wouldn't be wearing pyjamas today, I'll tell you. Listen, uh, Galway's <laughs> set for a deep clean before the start of the summer season. Is it true that you're out yourself with the Wellingtons and the power washer? <laughs> That'd be a sight for sore eyes. No, it's actually... It, 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 it is what it says. It's a spring clean. It uh, begins next week in advance of St. Patrick's Day and uh, the parade, although, to be honest, I would have thought the day after might uh, represent a bigger task. But the council is uh, is commencing this uh, trial deep clean uh, of the streets it has uh, since Wednesday, uh, targeting high-traffic areas on Williamsgate Street, Shop Street, Abbeygate Street, High Street, Key Street. 
Um, and according to the council, this involves a tractor and a tanker soaking the streets with water alongside a bio-friendly degreaser to remove all of the dirt and the grease and the grime uh, when it's brushed by the road sweepers who do a fantastic job all of the time. So Galway is quite literally uh, cleaning up and that's on the front today. Good stuff. And uh, the City Council is also uh, shelling out for additional car parking spaces at the new Crown headquarters. Yeah, because they uh, need 200 spaces instead of the 100 they'd originally paid for, and that means an extra 3.5 million euros of an outlay. Uh, They're also renting another 50 spaces for 50 grand a year, but I suppose that's uh, not a lot when the overall bill is 44.5 million. So that's the story on, on page three. And uh, the new pedestrian bridge at the Salmon Weir isn't even open, but they're getting close to it. But we might have another one yeah. on the way as well. Yeah, uh, this one, uh, you were talking about the, 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 the rail line, the old uh, Clifton rail line. Well, this would be, the uh, in connection with the Greenway, this would be a pedestrian, pedestrian and cycling bridge on the railway Clifton railway bridge, which has been... Well, it's over two decades in in the making or as a proposal, but it's now taking a, a step closer to completion. Uh, there was a city council meeting on Monday told that a preferred option had been selected uh, for the project, which would be installed on the piers that were last traversed by trains in the 1930s. Everyone that has been in Galway and, and looked this direction knows the piers we're talking about, um, but you'll see that it actually it would look fantastic. It's on page four uh, of today's paper, uh, and the good news is that there's five and a half million already in the kitty towards this from the Urban Regeneration and Development Fund, so it may just happen. And finally, what else have you got for us, Dave, in today's uh, City Review? Uh, loads in there. Um, sport we've dealt with already uh, in, t- in terms of yesterday's paper, but Galway United looking to continue their unbeaten start um, uh, when they play, play Kerry this weekend. Loads of photographs. Collage the World of Water musical. I, I still can't get used to seeing girls in St. Mary's. Uh, also uh, from music for Galway, uh, Marguerite McCartan's packed book launch in Charlie Burns last weekend and the annual uh, Cathedral Novena as well. And I'll just mention one more because it's going down really well. Willie Henry is continuing uh, his history of Bohemore this third week of it and as I say, uh, proving to be extremely popular and sure, why wouldn't it be? All right, listen, have a good weekend. Dave O'Connell joining us there from the uh, uh, Connacht Tribune with the City Tribune headlines. I'm joined by two people in the studio. Now, our host for the day uh, is Faye here at Wildlands. And uh, Faye, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, Keith. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us uh, today. It's been a nearly morning for all of you. Um, we were here last week just uh, walking around. There's a huge investment gone in here. Yeah, yeah, there is. But um, we're starting to, I suppose, uh, reap the rewards now that COVID has passed and people back in the park and yeah covid came at the wrong time unfortunately really didn't but you, you got through it exactly but you've we're like we're in we're in this beautiful location and in, we're inside today but we're in the kids section here and it's done to the nth degree you've you've taught you've left nothing out yeah i feel like the on bali Yoga is the jewel in the crown here at wildlands um handcrafted by local tradesmen Matty donahue um marco donahue and it really is i kind of feel like a showpiece of the offering we have here it is. Now, I've been on the set of um, Coronation Street and EastEnders. It's, I feel like if I'm on the set of, of one of those soaps because it's so beautifully done. I know, I know. I like to work from here when there's <laughs> no one around. It's a beautiful setting and the kids are loving it. And it's all, it's, it's for children. It's low. The, That's right. Even the garden benches are low. The fencing is low. The lighting is low. That's it's, right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, our architect who we work with closely, 
Peter Bradfield and Oren Moore was another key person involved in the design of this village and we feel that he really brought it to life. How would you summarise what Wildlands is? Because it's, it's more than just a location um, for hijinks and that. That's right, yeah. yeah. I suppose we feel like we have something for everyone of all ages here at Wildlands and our mission is to try and get people back into nature, um, out into discovering the wild and having some great times together while they're here and um, I guess, you know, it was a shaky enough start, but certainly in the last 12 months, um, you know, the, the mission and the dream for the place is really starting to take hold. It has, but I mean, you've got the restaurant here, which are open, is yeah. it, what are you, Tuesday to? Thursday to Sunday Thursday at the moment, Sunday. and during school holidays, bank holidays, and all summer, it'll be full-time operation. But in addition to that, you've brought uh, lodges here. Yeah. And again, they're not prefabricated lodges, they were built by local tradespeople. Exactly, and again, I suppose one of the key kind of... Um, um, objectives office here is to support local. We're supported by locals and locals have supported us and I'll be, whether it's from the tradesmen to our team who are predominantly local. There's a huge skilled work uh, force here in my column and I think that the self-catering cabins that we've just recently launched again kind of showpiece that 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 um yeah. that skill set that's here in my column. It really is. I know your your dad and yeah, Tim, put a yeah. put a put a put a lot into this. It did indeed, yeah. But you also have another business which is not too far from this, That's but right. it's in the heart of Connemara. That's it, yeah, Delphi Resort in Lanan, yeah, and Delphi would be um just reopen now again after the winter last weekend and um, I suppose that's where the kind of vision for Wildlands would have originated the seeing the... But it took great and, vision this was a green field. It was yeah yeah and I would say my father was the key visionary here from the beginning along with my brother David and uh, I suppose there, it's a beautiful green field <laughs> overlooking Ballycork Lock and really at the gateway it's to Connemara. It's stunning. Once you come down, once you come in off the road and you come down, it's, it's just stunning. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. Stay with me yeah. if you don't mind. Sure, um, yeah. I want to go to Hazel Hopkins. Who You've got Toy Counter. Is That's in on Furon, isn't it? Yeah, so um, as Hazel McCarthy, I did get married and um, but the Hopkins probably comes from that's uh, where I learned my trade. Um, my, I grew Thanks. up working in my um, family shop in the east of the country in Wicklow Town Hopkins Toy Masters so that's where I cut my teeth I suppose and I learned the, the toy trade and uh, so when I moved Just don't west, tell your husband I changed your name to <laughs> Mac- <laughs> Hopkins, from McCarthy to Hopkins but go on. But Sorry, it's yeah. all good uh, it happens quite often um, but I um, I just I knew what I'd grown up with and then when I moved west uh, my husband has 13 nieces and nephews and we were going into the city every time or having to order online every time there was a birthday and I just was like I really feel like I can provide something here that's missing on the west side not just in my Cullen which has been just the most amazing supportive uh, community to bring my vision for for the store uh, to life and just so welcoming so supportive um, I do feel very honoured to be part of um, the community as a whole and then also as part of the, the business community there So you're right beside Evergreen then? I am right beside Evergreens which have been amazing neighbours like when I was uh, I was uh, we are open um, at the moment Thursday to Saturday um, in these kind of more quiet times of the, month, of the year. We'll be into seven days before we know it, so we'll take the time while we can. And they're amazing neighbours. They help me take in deliveries. Um, and they are just um, really... Uh, it, it's a, amazing to have such a, 
an established Galway-based um, business um, right next door to look to as I do really look to them as um, a, a real inspiration as mm. to what, what you can are. do for a retail business um, in the county. Um, and then on the other side is my sister. So my sister runs um, Wildway Strength and Function just in which we share a wall. <laughs> so it's amazing that those uh, that wall is still standing. We haven't, so we haven't broken it down so between us yet. So then we, we, are we adopting people from Wicklow? I know, yeah, it is. It's just such an enticing place, you see. So, um, but yeah, so that's a business is, good. Um, a business is good. I would say, you know, I created Toy Corner, maybe not in the most business savvy sense. I just really felt like more, it's my own personal form of advocacy, I would say, um, because it's what I feel is really needed in communities. Like we have so much available to us online, the ubiquity of what's available online. Um, and uh, in big box stores and I just feel then when retail is taken out of local communities um, what do we lose then mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to be able to put that back in gotcha. um, it creates a meeting place and um, for, for people to meet informally and all of that is part of community building um, and, and the appreciation that is there from customers both in store and online which was <laughs> never planned <laughs> from the start but gotcha. we're online at toycorner.ie now thanks to COVID <laughs> Toy, toycorner.ie now um, back to you Faye this one I mean um, I promise you we leave the place as we found it. Um, <laughs> the Garda station and the cell here. I know it's very tempting, isn't it? Yeah. No, the cell is not very tempting, but I mean, Cafe de Paris. What about the hair the salon over there behind you? Well, John has been in there already. He's, uh, tried, yeah. He's, yeah, he's been playing with the cash registers in there. It's very unique and our bookings good for you, finally? Yeah, they are actually. We're very busy at the weekends and we're heading now into school group um, tour bookings now from April onward. We had a brilliant Christmas event here, which was a big success. And uh, we're kind of, uh, yeah, as Hazel mentioned, is heading now from quieter times into the busier time of year which we are really welcoming and looking forward to I think. It really is a hidden gem. Oh thanks Keith. It really yeah. is I mean I've, I've come down and we had dinner here a few year, a few months ago maybe a year ago over a year ago year and a half ago but it was dark you didn't see it but when you came John and I came in last week uh, just to see it last Friday it really is just it kind of bounces out of the ground yeah. and with the new motorway you can see it. That's right it's, yeah it's really is yeah it will actually be a, quite a positive thing Good. for us we'll be, we'll be seen for yeah, for so, first time. <laughs> so we'll, we'll video it later on but you Faye and John are going to do the high wire later on so you are We are. <laughs> And I have sure I as hell I'm not, I couldn't stand on top of the table listen thanks for joining us Faye today in regards to much. all the family and thank to your dad you. uh, Tim and to all the rest of the crew and uh, Hazel McCarthy behave yourself <laughs> or, or don't if you're given half a chance and your sister next door to you just a wall between you listen um, we're coming to you live from Wildlands right through until 12 midday today yet to come um, Brian Mulkerns will be joining us Rory Monaghan will be joining us um, John is going to look after the Irish slot he's Tom Duffy and Andrea Nithirishk uh, joining and then we have some music uh, from uh, Kyoltis and Mary Regan RTE political correspondent uh, of this very parish joins us as well that and more to come stay tuned Galway Talks in association with Tesco click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you we're with you right through until 12 midday. John will be back in a few minutes' time. He's looking after the Irish content indeed. And he'll be speaking to the wonderful Tom Duffy and others uh, shortly. Meanwhile, though, I've got David Wynn with me, Brian McCurrence, Rory Monaghan, and Carly Tierney. And uh, David, uh, first off with you today. We, it's been a great year for Michael, and so it has really and truly, hasn't it? 
from a sporting point of view, absolutely, yeah, yeah. From a Gaelic, uh, Gaelic games point of view, absolutely superb. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, winning um, our second county final in three years and going on to win a Connacht club was um, yeah, a massive achievement for the for the group and for the community as a whole, really. It gave the whole of the West of Ireland a great lift, so it did. Did you realise the impact that you were having? No. <laughs> no, no, not not at all. I was just uh, talking off air with Brian there, and I think when it really hits home is you know after we'll say the county final or, or the Connacht final when all the kids uh, are on the pitch, you know they're asking for autographs and they're asking for your gloves and things like that. You'd be nearly welling up uh, going back into the dressing room. So that's probably when it resonated. But um, yeah, no, look, a great year all in all. And you'll go again and again and again. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's what we've signed up for in the GEA. Yeah, yeah. So look, it, it didn't didn't finish how we how we had imagined, uh, how we wanted. You know, we we got to Crow Park, which was an amazing day uh, for the club, for the community, for the group. Um, but really, all it's done is whet the appetite. You know, I mm-hmm. think we've got a really young team, really hungry team. Uh, so we'll get back after it again. <laughs> Again, in the midst of all of this, uh, you lost David Cox, who was a great supporter. I know his son was a star for you as well. Uh, but dif- a difficult time to lose him. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, three sons uh, involved. Three uh, sons, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Three sons involved at, at, at different levels. And um, yeah, look, Dave was an integral part uh, to the club. It was a really, really sad day. It really brought the whole club and the community um, together, you know. He, he he helped us build a gym uh, in 2021. It wouldn't have got done without him. You know, the amount of money he's raised for the club down through the years, the amount of flags and bunting uh, he's hung. You know, we, we'd be here all day talking about him. So a really, really uh, sad day. Um, but I suppose it was a, a bit bittersweet to, to, to win something in the year uh, that he passed. You know, he would have been he would have been there shouting us on as our number one supporter. But he was with you every step of the way, so he was. Absolutely, yeah. I have no doubt about that. He was... Uh, he was looking down on us and um, driving us on for sure. Yeah. Now, no wonder yourself, his on-pitch sk- uh, skills wouldn't have been great, but his his heroic sk- skills of um, determination upstairs and looking down on you uh, was part of it. Stay with me. I want to go to Brian Mulcairns. What were you talking about, Brian Mulcairns? You were having a little conversation with the two of you there. Bas- I was David. Oh, bas- basketball, though. Again, uh, not, not sorry, not basketball, handball. Uh, again, it's um, an integral part of my Colin Sotis. Oh yeah, handball, I suppose, look at, frankly, it's probably a minority sport, but it's very, very strong here in the parish. But it's been here and a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, there's a very strong tradition, Keith, of handball in my Cullen. There were three alleys in, in the village. Yeah. You know, if we were going back, back in time, there was an alley, obviously here, the big one at the crossroads, and there was one in Tully Kine. That was in Kine's shop, wasn't it? The Kine's shop here at the crossroads, yeah, right, yeah. across the crossroads, yeah, and the yeah. third alley was in Ligon. But um, the committee, I suppose, they, they were... Far scene committee in the in the late nineties, early nineties, they they sold the alley uh, at the crossroads, and developed a new indoor forty by twenty alley in um, down beside the football pitch, yeah. which was great, and that really got a revival of handball because it had waned a bit, I'd say, for the two decades prior to that. Do you know? And but then um, you've, I mean, and you've a lot of um, new people in in the village that have got involved. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you know? So we would have a very strong club. Um, national level we mightn't be as big as, as other clubs as I say but we're the second biggest club in Ireland pre-Covid do you know we'd over 100 juveniles which you know would only be heard of in one other place in Ireland of that many That's interested children a lot of people when yeah. you take Gaelic games and what David Wynn is saying what you're saying about um, about handball I mean it's, it's that's a big 
commitment oh, yeah. as well. It is, and there'd be a lot. We'd have a lot of jewel stars. I mean, it'd be remiss me to say that you know are are very popular and and, and famous at this stage. Uh, team captain Desi Keneally, like mm. Desi was a handballer. A lot of lads would have played up along. I don't know if David himself played, but I'm sure they graced the alley sometimes. You know, so it's a GA sport, as you know. And I didn't know that. No, yeah, it? it is. Yeah, it's under oh. the umbrella of GA now. It's a uh, GA handball, and um, a lot of players would have started playing handball in the off-season. Yeah. You know, they'd, they'd go into the alley, say, in October, that time when the football would be over. And normally the handball competitions are run and are finished up in March by the time the hurling and football resume. So on, yeah. we'd have a lot of jewel stars. I know you had uh, Prunchy Smohan as part of that. That's uh, right, yeah. Of course, uh, he's a, a talented... Yeah, talented band that you brought in all yeah, the way from absolutely. Castle. He lives across the road from the pitch there, as you know, and he he along with a lot of other coaches, you know, he he, he does his stint and takes on a lot of children there of an evening during the week, pass yeah. on the skills and hone them, and yeah. please God, there'll be another generation of handballers coming through. Absolutely, Carly Tierney. Uh, morning to you. How are you today? Good. How are you? Thanks for joining us uh, today. And um, rugby ladies under 18s up there are Connachton Irish. Yes. Yeah. I, you're the second um, female rugby player I've met this week. You really and truly you love it, don't you? Oh yeah, it's great. It's just great to have um, the standards always increasing from a young age. So it's good to have the younger ones coming up, and it's like always increasing. So there's more and more um, people getting into it from a younger age. But when you say the younger ones uh, coming up, you're very young. Yeah. <laughs> you really are very, very, um, very, very young altogether. Uh, well, when did you get involved in the whole rugby side of things? Um, um, so I started in under 12s, um, my dad put me into most sports from then on and then I just like, the ones I was better at, I kind of kept up with. And what, what is the draw? You're seven sides captain, so you are, yeah? Yeah, um, last what, summer. What's, what's the draw to rugby as against handball or Gaelic games or basketball? Um, I just think the physicality of it is like different um, and the skill set, there's like a lot going on or like, um, it's not just like, there's like room for everyone on the pitch, like different sizes and everything, everyone has a position. Mm. But it's a very physical game. Oh yes, it is, yeah. And you can get injured so you can as well. Yeah, I haven't had any injuries so far, but like hopefully I don't mm. jinx it. But you won, the, you won the league last weekend. Yeah, we did against Westport. It was a tough match because um, we wouldn't be used to playing teams that are like, play the same as us. We like, have very fast people on our team. Um, but it was tough, but we came out on top in the end. Would your ultimate goal then to get on, get on to the national team? Yeah, hopefully. I was on the um, under-18 Irish team. Yeah. Um, and I hope to make it again, the senior women's in the future. And how long do you have to wait for that now, Tika? Do you have to...? Um, I'm not sure. It just obviously depends um, if they, like, see me playing in other matches and stuff. But um, I obviously still have to, like, keep developing my skills and everything to get to that standard. Um, yeah, and, but I, do you... Do you just, uh, forgive the stupidity now, but do you have to go from where you are then through the Connacht to get to the national or can you go directly from what you're doing to national? Um, well, I play for the Connacht seniors now, so that's obviously would be set me um, more in place for if I wanted to play for the Irish women's team because that yeah. is like women's where I would have been used to playing under 18s. Yeah. So obviously the Connacht seniors, like just being against people of like a stronger uh, strength would be like good experience for me to get to um, the God. women's team. And it's literally, it's a passport to go anywhere, really. You could travel with what you're doing. Yeah, you? you can. Yeah. We're going to um, France with our Team Gerard under 18s next weekend. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Flying or bus? Or? Uh, flying over to Bordeaux. And now you picked a nice spot to go to. Yeah. You bring any any family members with you? Um, my father is um, my coach, so he'll be going over and then just the whole team 
of the under 18s and under 16s to McDard. It's a lovely story, so it is. Eh? Yeah. And, and you're, you're loving it all together. Oh, I am. Yeah, it's great. You're loving it all together. I don't know how he's going to. Rory Manning, will you pull into that microphone? Stay with me, Carly Tierney, if you don't mind. Uh, how, are you going to, how are you going to top that one all together? Uh, you look after the basketball, so you do. I do. I'm, I'm involved with the youth section of the Moycullen Basketball Club. Come on, Kishfell, Moycullen now, as we're... And you're a called. native of the area. You came here at two years of age. I came here very, very young, and I grew up just round the corner here from Wildlands. Yeah, and again, a very successful basketball team. We, we are, we're, you know, we're very proud of what we've achieved. We've got, we've got players playing from under sevens all the way up to senior men's and women's and our, and our men's team has for, for the last 12 years been playing in the top tier of Irish basketball in the Super League. But, um, but really, you know, it all, it all starts at grassroots and I think it's something that's been common across the, 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 the other speakers here yeah. is that it's all about getting the kids involved and we've got 500 kids in, in a community of 2,000 we've got 500 juvenile members of our, of our club Within the basketball? Within basketball we've 500 then, What did you say earlier on Brian? Did you tell yeah, me? we'd over 100 juveniles playing 100. And what, what have you got David? Uh, I think something similar yeah I think uh, between 500 and 800 So again, then there might be Gaelic games and basketball and um, handball as well yeah. yeah, and you know we were talking earlier on about not having facilities here, um, play, playing facilities or social facilities mm-hmm. for young people. These are the facilities. Yeah. Now I guess this is this is something that we're working very hard on with the uh, with the Common Kishvel is the um, looking for a venue because we have we have five hundred members, but we're the largest club ba- basketball club in Ireland that doesn't have its own home. So we're, we're very so wh- fortunate. Where, where do you normally... Well, we're very fortunate. We've got, you know, we've got great relationship with our neighbours, so the, a lot of the juvenile teams would train and play in Callanan. They've got a wonderful community centre there. We'd have great relationships with um, the, some of the secondary schools in Galway City. We can use their facilities. And a couple of weekends ago, we had our Super League team out in Litchermore. So, playing in there, fantastic facilities there. But the village itself doesn't have a facility that, a dedicated facility? No, 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 we don't have, uh, we don't have an indoor sports hall in the village. We don't even actually have an outdoor basketball court in the village. Um, we, the, the, the expansion at the uh, Skullwera Primary School has been, has been, has, 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 has happened at such a large scale that we've had to lose the, uh, a lot of the access to the, wow. to the, to, to the outdoor course there. So really, what we're trying to do is, is, um, is essentially try to do what the handball club did and, and really give us give ourselves a home. And we're working very closely with the uh, Moy Cullen Community Development. And I um, should have known that you don't have a permanent home, but I mean, to be honest, the building costs are very expensive now. So if this was done 20 years ago, you'd, you'd have it now, but you yeah, don't. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Got, it's going to be a challenge now. It, it will be. It will be. Now, look, we're, we're working with all of the partners that we can find both here in the village, we're working with the council as well, and we're, um, we're just trying to I- identify opportunities. We do know that the construction costs are very high now, but we think it's, uh, it's a price worth paying because if you look at what they did with the, the handball club building their amazing facility, and with the, uh, with, G- the with the GAA yeah, yeah. building their, their fantastic gym, you know, it, it's just, it's powered them forward, and we are looking to take that next step. So if anybody's listening and they can help, they get in contact with you. I would love to hear from them. Absolutely. Right, guys. Thank you all for joining us. Kayleigh and Carly, thank you for joining us uh, today. Rory, thank you. Brian, thank you. And uh, David, thank you for joining us as well. Uh, let's take a short commercial break. We're back and we have an Irish section next. And uh, John Morley has some interesting guests to speak to.
Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Hey, very good morning to you. Welcome in to today's programme. 29 minutes uh, past 11 on the button coming to you live uh, from Wildlands and further details can be had from uh, their website as well, wildlands.ie. Now we're going to go Osgelga, so we are now, and uh, John Morley is going to take this. Uh, we have Tom Duffy and his wife Mary and Andrea as well. Um, John, over to you, sorry. Yeah, Gormila Keith, uh, Tomage, Ig Fanaklesh, Angelga, Le Tamlin Biog, August Soime, Ekanjle, Andrea Uhaig, Andrea Majinwa. Majinwa, Kate Wilshire. Andrea. Andrea, Andrea, yeah, keen to Jerfa. So is um Misha Ufigo Plan Olatanga and Sha Il Mokolin, August Tom Lunniha e Chaknagelge, e Grilor Wokolin, August Istoche Gubunusok, Tomaj Egiri Frastel, Er Lokt Lauer Hagelge, August Er Lokt Folum Railge. So Tomajano Skilcha August Tofalcha Riv Koch of a Banchalin. Um is Doka Jirok or Wahis Ruddy Atar or Shul Filaher Elu na na clubina oige. So ta an ober or shul e mokulian agus an gwailge lechistal e mask an oige. So ta common penleman and sha, ta shid harkian illig, ta galor gwailge aku, ta an dulkan kindenta, marangena leshna rogari oige, e common kish fella wakulian, is dram den sko eachin. Agus Ernoi e Chakna Gaelge, Ta Rhinch Clubana Agin Freshen, uh, Ta Club Tech Agin, Agus Ernoi Ta Andulkan Keen, Ohiv Technoliacta De, Agus mm. Andul Egnagasur, Se Technoliacta, mm. so is Jesh Inta Huimajanan Frastel Erandram Shin Trivian Nagelge, Agus Anuri Vuishit and Crave Connacht Jen Kuga Robot, Tech Baila, Agus Bemajer Frastelan, Arish, Egderna Misa Shosa, all more live, all more live. And Niwan Shin, Akna De Gori, Ta Ahas Aram Ara, Gerb Shkem Piloti Shah, Akdan Kid Uriv, Bedesh Eg Kluboyge. Frastel er ardesh na nog. Mm. So be ma gol sus gwydor in ein nocht le carrer on globoige con oh. frastel er ardesh na nog. So tomaj er bish fwishin agus tomajan buiach as an desh a chwerthar a mach roin agus tomaj asul gamorlech. Well, ta gael ga harve difrul a hus an sin. Ta gael ga harve difrul agus nach Mexico holin da, you know, lucht conamara mm. a ve a frastel sus gaji gaji gwydor agus a geishtuk lesh an gael is toch ta jeshna an agus ta an gheilge an agus is toch ta madigiri well mehin akuparsanta mar ofigo plan all the time ta madigiri narudishin an nask lekela agus an ko aibrushin an nyartu agus is toch a monokaran much na jeshna a mach rompu nive majanan the thuria eskinch so shin an rud ata ershul kad i the fibna is mo igunya an changa se counter um, is doch ta 
aspa onad pubble tomajig brack or hillis go home lawn or chocnagalga now to chocnagalga go heaven is art all in e august to shay dochrecha mar bunchlock octa ta achuni atastoliguni august to arch niece mu gomemajanan frastel ertiladina like nahokadi is nahimachdi marhamplan shulaj tiley of acer shulalin shaktanagalga being on two fos a frasteler who augustiguni nivin or no hans bossigan august is doch a gur arrogant at Hogesh Freshen, ta egoni ta arrogant castal, con gachrod a love shawl, agus con gachrod a yena of er ard kaijon. Tomadinumiocht le shantufos, trivianna berla. Agus tomadinumiocht le ne kavamshara, agus nerudiator shula karnagaliva. Agus keger in toch nerudishin, agus ta galivle goilgig din of an over sakahar, ta shitavok toch go in the ruddy canicana, er fall sakanter. Because, you know, ni 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 Jerlin a raw go in the deshna and shun or not well, because to inesh the octic tastal on a scurfe Jerlin gach will egg nicantra ella, a harder fall, sicanter show freshen, because tana dinian, tana gasuran, tana skullina on, tana chilees, natishmahorian, agus eid a harinch lakela, agus na deshna shin a her a mach. Contosu shin shin and rotata tastal, a shin and rod ata mehain egg eerie a yain of Agus in Ernoe Lelin Covid, be ruddy harlevet duchlanach, Akta on tufos, fiausi, gomor, ocean araya, kahoriha, marhampla, ta beder, ta truckshocked, bejigul dullamuer, and veke is a coli, truckshock, no dahad clubbana. A fine mutri gailgian shaw macullion. Agus ta kelura more bartiha agin egeron saura shaw. Kun the clubnishin a harring chlechela. Kin daughter. Neil on daughter sokri. Yerfing shin the marode garage sokri. Octomage bosefehev er on er on jerashakton egyart. Akbeshe er shul a candis na jerashakton em me ool. Agus tashe erinchenagin on railge a kelura. Sna clubbana, sna hagriachta, sna comments, na sucky hullerud. A bay chocolate yellow more, so quinigi sulamach. No fun in the high economic, uh, yo me er andaradal she's Tom Egg Conchle, Tom Duffy, O Ashtery, on Walia, Tom Majinwa, Ditcher, August. Inish some for Ashtery on Walia, August Toshivsha, Egkur, Andrami, Tom Keen. Yeah, Misha Kahirlach, Ashtorian Walia. Misha Tom Misha on Kahirlach, Ashtorian Walia. August, it's Grupa Amateur, Jonah Mudge, Ochanter on Walia Nue. Um, she kind of a pre Vimana tag and a concultor Gailia, August on Changa Gailia. A corkinchin ervan on drummy ervan on drummy octa. Um, Togamich cow refreshing though, Skull Balanoa, more in chain at Tommy Jenevon Tiak though, Lesson of Drummy, August, but while I'm boy has a cow a lesson prevegia on in the ogre, August Namunchorella, August on Borbanish octa. As was hard on Skelly, August Turmich into a stove as on God drama at Homage Oyenov, will a saga. Fresh and Glockamich party, Geneverock Cultura, Custom Major Marhamplem Lolle Forek, 
no failish roger mcquillan um tagad drama or shulinov uh or sorry nahinov emi abron like jeremy abron agus fejle mary in chakto van kela mary a false road in istum fiestory and valiagas another crew at tosa igenov tasagam gwil on group of show ig ober ledini shan agustini ogof come well, Agus otas eh harbe grandworks eh gayorgan em marjeran nosna agus marhamplan clownish smashina fetishib chaktig nadra igna drama lekunije kurmach tikedi hoke norves shidaganishin chaktan chahogan now em tankam berle em sklipek tushkestoch samakri separate beds agus chester lumniakme gulche harbe grandwar now, when dog rama or shul is skill with a mokillion, eran garulajig, agus er a googulajig, ga eibran, ega hochtachlog. Now, rinimer, nora rinimer drama le janicol, like fresh and rinimer pintawan ishke, ebe harve granwer, agus wan gliordini tanabes. Ring him a lobby belt and a limb more in your rod, couple of blee no hen. You know, well, we should go jazz, we should go hall and be gilge lyrical, were in your rod, a slim nahan. We should sit your Jack Banal Trishik's machine, one dini, and ten of us. A stoker Hossimer on Hedor, nor a Hossimer, a dinner drama, Hossimer le. An kigra. Now, kinal skigherish evian er velskrud on a hartesh to merchta. Now, vishan mukhrimar pisi mudchena khur lehele er valak ach vi vi well vi banch bawuncher vianum sasavi klachto agam er velskrud on a hartesh to merchta. Kse ve galbo dalte kum velskrud on a hartesh to merchta kse mashinja. So, Vishashin Granwar, Vishashin Arshulagan, who's Savorj. But Maradurj, Andre and Shin, ta espe osh pobalagan. So, kamad taskel wukulian anwa, agas boalam buichasag laka le teri, agas amort banish jichta, aho kedon, usa juanches an skel, lahayan drama, agas mar like niroy na chelagin so binarin yon start yon hoga alagstrodi machine so really tahalo pabel gogeer testal mukulyan ta aspa ama agam just quick no emailation case show an an gahi tu ve Kajan on an ards hung part of Glock in Ashton and Valley and all Gaelic and my colon no and will she Oscar to the high Enya? Oh no, the fault 
Reformore. Agas Gominic Bindini, Nach mean Hajanan art. Ach, you see, been much allowed Gilgen or Vince Majak Niklachtig Agas Adrian Hain. So, Kaurin Mudge. Lein the next time Mila Falchags ta Irira the kid Mila Falcher Val no. Yeah. I guess how rock much lower Hulavalach. I guess the Ranganer Shuleg Andrea Dachna Gelge. I guess Seer. I guess Kapan Kafarelinianoklo. So Mila Falcher revained an Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Now, very good morning to welcome into today's programme. Congratulations to our winner today is Marion Considine. Congratulations to Marion on that. And uh, if it's the Marion Considine that I know, uh, she'll be bringing Joe with her, but congratulations, uh, they've won on that one uh, today. So we want to uh, wish them the very best of luck uh, from there. Now we have some uh, music from Kyoltas here. So we have, we have Dylan Joyce and Cy Frawley. Did I get the names right? We have? And um, one more, Seamus as well. Seamus as well. Seamus, why, Seamus did she, Howley, sorry. why did she leave you out? Seamus, don't don't feel, sure don't don't feel too hurt yeah. about that altogether. What what are you going to perform, Sive? Can I ask you? So I'm going to get the lads to play. Um, they started lessons with us in Coastless, and they are now doing a music and arts course in NYG. It's a brand new course, and they are in first year there together. So good on you. Yeah. Are you. Are you loving it, lads? Yeah, loving it. Yeah. And you say so you want to stay with the music moving forward. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good That's on you. Great. What are you going to uh, play for us today? Uh, say we'll go for a set of two reels. Um, the first one, the ships are sailing, and the second one, uh, Martin wins number three. In your own so. time, then, if you don't mind, guys, and I'll do my best to mix as good as I can.
What a lovely bit of music, Si. If you didn't tell me that was going to be so magical... This is all about Kyoltis, though, isn't it? And getting the guys in at a young age. Absolutely. I was just calculating there. I think Seamus started lessons with me when he was in wrong of three, and now he's in first year college. Um, Does that so make you feel old now? Very, so? extremely. Um, but it is. We're very proud of them to have a representative in with the college in the music course and that they came up through the branch because that's really what it's about at the end of the day, getting people playing. And how did you get involved in Kyoltis all those years ago? All those years ago. My dad set up the branch in the late 90s. We came from London and and he always was passionate about Kyoles, so he decided to give the set up a branch here in my calling as there wasn't one. And he is from the Iron Islands, so he was steeped in it growing up. Um, so we get it from him, really, and my mom is very interested as well. So it's a family affair. So it really came from the heart of the Gaelic. It came so from the heart of the Gaelic, that's it. Um, and we have back doing lessons post-COVID this year. We had... Oh, about 100 pre-COVID we're back to about 50 to 60 so we're getting there we've kind of had to rebuild ourselves a bit but it's great to see so many interested in it um, that they've come back doing lessons with us yeah and just about getting them playing and experiencing what it's like we play music Alright, listen, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thanks for bringing the two young men in. They have a great future ahead yeah, of them, so I have. I have two guests to go. Mary Regan, RT political correspondent. Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Do you know Thanks what? for having me. Do you mind me saying you're not unlike your grandmother? Peggy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great compliment. Uh, I'll take your, that. I'll your take grandfather, that. Jim. I'm old enough to remember all that. How are you? Good, good. Great to be here. From, and, uh, from, the, from the, the Regan legacy altogether. That's it, yeah. I grew up in, in the village centre of my Cullen, the heartbeat of my Cullen really, yeah. uh, in where is Regan's pub now and we had a shop there, Peggy that you mentioned yeah. always behind she the sat, counter. She sat there behind the counter. And she saw uh, everything that was happening in the village and had a chat for everyone yeah. coming in and it was really great um, you know, to grow up there, to be part of the village and seeing all the different characters and the different people coming in and out and there was there was Kynes shop in the corner across yeah. from us, Frank Leonard the shop that, uh, you know, no matter what you were looking for, he, he had it, or if not, he'd say he'd have it in the, in the next load coming in. And Vera, whose daughter Hazel, you, you had on earlier, next door, one side, and Mary and Johnny Farty, the, the other side, side, and that was my Cullen village, really, and it was a great place to grow up and to meet all, all the different people, you know. God, you're bringing back childhood memories. Yeah, I spent my childhood, <laughs> like, here, and going up and down and back and forth. And you know, it's, it's, But when you see the village today, and we started with Anne Dunn, who's now uh, very much part of the village for 32 years, isn't it just a magical place? It is, it is. And, um, you know, especially for the likes of myself and other people I know who might have moved to Dublin or moved abroad, uh, you know, my Colin is still always very much part of who they are. And the community here, is, it's been mentioned a couple of times, just so strong. It's magic. And so many good people always looking out for each other. That's what I always liked about my Colin. And um, just listening to this programme for the past couple of hours, it's just amazing the amount of sports people that have come out of this village oh, yeah. and the great things that people have, have, have done, you know. Mm. And do you pop into the pub often? Do you, do you lend a hand now at all, do you? Well, I still uh, pull a very good pint of Guinness now, I have to say. Well, you couldn't <laughs> pull a bad pint of Guinness now. Never, never as no. good as gins now, but I, I, no. learned, I learned from the finest of, of masters. And I love going out to the bar. Um, you know, I, when I was 11 or 12, I was collecting glasses out out in the bar and I still say you know that was probably the best job I ever had really yeah. and it gives you a great um I, you know the job I do now as a journalist I always feel it keeps you grounded it keeps you you know knowing what matters to people especially yeah. when you're covering politics yeah. uh, you're not just stuck in the 
bubble, let's say, of Leinster House, listening to what politicians are talking about, you know what people you you know, have to say about it and what they feel about things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. There'll be... And There's a table quiz out in the bar tonight for the Uktarad Rugby Club, who you had representatives on from from earlier. And you know, there's always something. There's always something going yeah. on for for the community within that bar. You know, so it's well, great. I think if, I think really and truly, I think is Regan's is the longest serving trader now in my column. Yeah, well, just listening back to this program as well, the kind of someone mentioned to me out there as well. It's been someone one of your other previous guests said Regan's is the real constant oh, is, of yeah. my calling it is, yeah. and it's been there you know since yeah. you know the, the village has changed and an awful lot has changed all around it um, but it's there but the village itself but you haven't remains, changed uh, it. the pub itself remains constant just you know? strange yeah. we were there yeah. we had a funeral there in May and everybody wanted to go to Regan's everyone just wanted to go to Regan's they could have gone anywhere but no we're up to Regan's for the sandwiches and the finest sandwiches in the country I don't know who made them now, Mary, but I, I don't, I don't, don't think it was Jim. So, well, <laughs> well, it wasn't me either. So. Stay with us, Coley Gavin, that I've spoken to a hundred times. And more to pull into that, Coley, we have a few minutes left, so we have, uh, again, a very historical day to be here with people and a privilege to see so many people in Mylands like this. Yes, brilliant. This is a brilliant place to be. Uh, we're very lucky to have the like of Tim Bohan who put the whole thing together for us and spent a lot of his money and that's and it's a great uh, achievement for him as a person and certainly my colour will be on the map because of Wylands. But you can't forget his wife, uh, indeed, uh, Margaret Casey from Kilbacanty. So it took a gort Kilbacanty woman to put schlocked on him. Yeah, maybe it did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they say behind every great man there's a great woman. So, they're, I mean, well, they're a great couple, though, yeah. when you think what they've ah, done. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's brilliant as well, and she does a lot of flower arranging. She does all the garden and stuff the, here, yeah. She does it for the church and everything. So yeah. They're a great couple, and we're very lucky to have them in our midst. It's a huge investment, so it's been yeah. a great programme, and you've been part of it. And well done to um, Julianne de Bruyne, who put a huge amount of work into yeah. it as well. Uh, she's another powerhouse that you've worked well with. Yeah, she's a great lady in the community and we're delighted to have her. She was born and reared here, no more than myself. Uh, so it's great to have a few of the locals coming to the top. Uh, they say uh, the cream will always come to the top, so I think the this cream is what's happening. Yeah, but I think it's a, it's a place to be very proud of, you know, and it's a place to be very, I mean, my, my roots are Legon and they're in Cluniff and they're in Roscahill and they're, I don't know, they, they, they kind of, my, my crew kind of went everywhere. You know where they went more than I do. Uh, but it's great to be associated with it and to have such a, a nice bunch of people here. Yeah. It really is. No, it's a great parish. It's great to be from my Cullen or I'm from Canter Banadu, uh, one of the greater areas left in the parish. Uh, in fact, our school, Skelbalinu, you were talking right, to a few yeah. people from Ashtiori there, and yeah. we're the only great the school left in the parish, and we're kind of proud of that, and sorry that the other schools have left the, the Long Vailach schools. You should be. Mary, thanks for joining us uh, today, and don't forget to pull that one pint for somebody nice up there today, and uh, Cody, thanks. You have a nice message in there, John, very briefly this morning, yeah? Yeah, I uh, got a message in here that says, uh, the world's first Irish-speaking teddy bear Babog Baby, who was on the Jonathan Ross show, was born in Mycullen 15 years ago, invented by Mycullen local Aidan O'Dovon. Thanks for that bit of information as we leave Mycullen. I can't get that, out, that image out of my head. Sincere thank you, though, to Julianne de Bruyne and to Donald O'Sullivan and to Doc back at base, uh, to Tim Bohan and his wife, Margaret Bohan, originally from uh, one of the cases from Kilbacanty. Thank you for that. Thanks to Cahill and his team when it came to the technical aspects of things here, and uh, to Micah Hearn as well, to Faye Bohan, uh, to David Bohan, to Ruby Hind, 
who is uh, Chief of Operations here at uh, Wildlands, and to David Clemens, who's uh, looking after the restaurant, to Head Chef and Tom Farrer, and uh, to everyone else who made it possible here. Did I forget anybody, did I? I think that's it. That's all basis. Are you sure? No, we covered. Yeah, Yeah. should be. Okay, listen, good luck with the musical tonight. John is in Castlebar Musical Society. Uh, Didn't get home till one o'clock today. Oh, I have to remember, but good luck with it over the weekend. I have to say a special thank you, by the way, uh, to Cahill Clancy, which I've done, to Garrett Curtin and to Martin Lydon. Garrett, I think, or Martin. They were here at quarter past five this morning. Wow. Why did you get them out that early on such a bad morning? I should have came straight from Castlebar to them. (laughs) I should have. That is it uh, for this week. Thank you for all uh, that have helped us uh, with today's programme. We'll be joining you live from Studio One on Monday morning just after nine o'clock news. Have a good and a safe weekend. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Galway Tours, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie.